So, Curtis. Yeah, man. Can Art said, we've got to do an ad. I've never done one before. Uh-oh. What should we do? I have no idea, bro. I, I, like, I ever made an ad before. What, what, what are we doing an ad for? I don't know. We just say we're like a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and we just put a bunch of clips like here. Arguably the most shredded guy. So yeah. you really want to get there, too. <laughs> uh, I, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here. Michael Richards <laughs> calling Jay White small compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. This picture you've painted for me, I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom. Yeah, we don't have a WWE tryout or a New Japan tryout every second week, and now I'm in Bullet Club. And here, Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega. Do you want to just go off about this match? How do you take or talk about one of? I think probably the best matches you've ever seen. That's an ad, right? Yeah, yeah, that works. That that that's that's brilliant because then all our work's already been done for us, and we don't have to do anything. Aha! Past us did it. Present us living in the now. Look at us. Look, Look at, at that. us being friggin' brilliant. Mate, minimum effort, maximum output. Okada Shorts podcast. Check it out on the Count Out Network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe. Listen or die. You're listening to a Count Out podcast. everybody and welcome to ring post radio the only show where things happen i forgot to do the countdown video before we started scotty literally i come on i'm running late i'm like we're running behind i'm just gonna go live and then we'll talk on the on air and figure stuff out uh i'm missing a light here now i'm like you're so rattled I'm, I'm, you're I'm rattled I'm guy rattled. guy gets married and he comes back unprepared what can we say, folks? What can we say? What does I'm... that say about the future of Ring Post Radio? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows at this point anymore? But um... uh, Ryan, Ryan, I, I wanted to ask you to kick off this show, even though I, uh, I, I, I think we could have just, you know, waited five minutes. Um, that, and in retrospect, in retrospect, but now we're here. Sure, sure, sure. Um, sure. How was your wedding? Oh boy, Scotty, do I have a <laughs> tale for you? Uh, you love tales. I have tales. I've I, I have tales now. That's part part one of the story. Is I have tales now. Um, part two is, uh, you know, so Jesse. So start the week off right. Jesse's maid of honor, Liv, comes in, helps us out. She comes in. She flies in on Tuesday. She starts helping us out, but she's not really helping us out because she's still working and she's only available after six p.m. And really, that's a couple hours of a little help. But I'll take it. We'll take it. Um, Wednesday, Jesse's parents fly in to help us out, and they're a big help. They helped uh, get gar- get a bunch of the food and everything that we need because we had a Sunday brunch that we were hosting at our house on Sunday. Thursday, start to the marriage. Say your your in laws are smart. Continue. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I I have to cover all my bases. Yeah, I have yeah, to cover yeah. all my bases. Of course. Um, Thursday, I, I borrow a lawnmower. Uh, me and the and my father-in-law now uh, are are working on some lawn care. And then the my like the right here, right behind my back on the right side, uh, starts 
starts hurting. I start getting some pressure on, on that. I'm like, okay, did I throw my back out? You know, I'm six five. I'm tall. I'm bending over a bunch to pick up leaves. Uh, so maybe I hurt myself. That pressure starts getting worse and worse. Scotty, I know what this pressure is. You, I, ha- I have not told this to. I, I kept this story a secret from you. Thursday, I end up going to the ER. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because I'm having my third, in the past five years, my third kidney stone. Oh, my God. Third. Third. I don't know I, what's wrong with me. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, if I were you, I'd probably want to fix that. Uh, yeah, um, we're, in the, we're in the process of figuring that out. We're in the process of figuring that out, okay. folks. Don't don't worry. But, okay. Wow. But this is Thursday. I get married Saturday. Yes, I was going to say the math is not good in your favor here. But no, th- this is it. Ends up being a two millimeter stone, which is exactly like the size of my second one. Um, it's very frustrating when you ever have kidney stones that finding out how that. All this pain, like I was so, in so much pain, Scotty, to really visualize it. I was in so much pain, I was throwing up. That's how much pain I was in from uh-huh. a two millimeter stone. That is as like maybe thick as a quarter. Uh. <laughs> All right. Not the uh, size yeah. of a quarter. You look at the thickness of a quarter. No, I got you. I got millimeters. you. I got you, pal. No, I got you. Yeah. Um, We're trying that's to how much people here, not. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's fair that's fair so uh i go to the er for the kidney stone i'm in an immense lot of pain they f- fill me up with drugs um as they should as um they and meanwhile all this stuff is happening my my at the time fiance and all this family and all these people that are over at my house are trying to put together our flowers for our wedding and put together everything else because it's like essentially trying to put together your wedding Yes, yes. I mean, we were they were there to help out uh, anyways, but uh, definitely, like, it was this thing of uh, Ryan and Jesse are now busy. <laughs> we need people to step up. Um, Friday rolls around. I'm feeling better, obviously. I, I, left, the ho- I left the ER. Uh, I never was truly admitted to the hospital. I just went to the ER. Um, they just gave me drugs and whatnot. But I left late Thursday night. Woke up, still with some pain, obviously, because at the time, the CT scan showed that basically your urinary tract system is your kidney, the ureter, which is the pipe between the kidney and your bladder, mm-hmm. uh, your bladder, and then your urethra, which will obviously pee out the rock. The CT scan showed that it was in my ureter, mostly towards my bladder, meaning I was most of the way through this. Good. Which Thank is God. Good fantastic news um here's a health class with ryan knightsey yes um so uh friday i'm still in some pain but we're trying to manage it with the 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 meds and a heating pad and drinking a bunch of water and pineapple juice and all these sort of remedies to try to help bring this because at a certain point at that point all you have to do scotty which is this also the thing that sucks about kidney stones all you have to do is just drink as much water to try to push the stone through your urinary tract system. Oh, it's trapped in the ureter? Well, you just got to keep drinking water, which will build up pressure, which will hurt, uh, to try to push it down (laughs) as far as you can so that eventually it's in your bladder. You're a pro in this, so you would know. I'm a pro. Again, three and five years, still figuring out what the problem is. Real bad. Real bad. Uh, So Friday comes around. We do the rehearsal 
right before the rehearsal, I'm having immense pain in my side and in, in my ureter. Um, like immense pain, like bedridden, heating pad, like, oh, I'm in so much pain. Um, questions of whether or not I'm going to make it to the rehearsal start coming up. Um, Jesse goes ahead, leaves me behind. Um, my now, uh, I, uh, I guess brother-in-law, he's, a, he's an in-law already. So I guess he's my brother-in-law-in-law. Um, he comes in and he's like, I'm just going to hang out with Ryan. If Ryan starts feeling better, better, we'll drive him over to the rehearsal. As he arrives, I start feeling better. I start getting ready. We make it to the rehearsal. We then go to the rehearsal. Everything's great. The wedding coordinator told me that she understands she's had kidney stones. She had a nine millimeter kidney stone at one point. I that require that requires Scotty. I don't need a no, 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 that's no, no, no. surgery, is what that is. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So I do the rehearsal, uh, and that is great. I do the rehearsal dinner, um, and I make it through the rehearsal dinner, the speeches and everything. And by the time all the speeches are over and we start doing this welcome party concert that we had had the idea of doing, I start getting pain again. So I rush out and leave to go to uh, an Airbnb that I'm staying at Friday night for the wedding to try to feel better. Are you joy? Are, are you shocked at all by this? By this, I haven't gotten to the wedding, and this is everything that's happened in the week prior to the wedding. This is bad. This is real bad, right? This is really bad. Saturday, the big this day. Was a week ago, folks. This is a week ago. Saturday, the big day. I have my engagements, and I'm. Th- this is what I'm thinking about Friday night while I'm in immense amount of pain. I have a groomsman Sunday, uh, Saturday brunch. You, you weren't thinking about. Um, what MJF would do at full gear <laughs> last was, of my mind. That, oh, that's <laughs> I was thinking about. Oh man, I'm missing Lone Star Shootout right now. Uh, well, see, you were thinking about something. Okay, okay, okay. So, I'm thinking to myself, uh, while I'm immense pain, I have on Saturday a Saturday groomsman brunch, the wedding, pictures afterwards, and then the reception, which is six to ten. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how much I'm going to get through this, right um hopefully the wedding yeah i'm gonna do everything in my power to get to the wedding but the photos afterwards i might have to leave the reception early who knows about the brunch i i have no idea i wake up saturday morning scotty and with pure love in my heart and pure adrenaline and heavy duty in your soul heavy duty drugs including percocet uh adrenaline <laughs> heavy in duty your soul? drugs flow adrenaline flowing through my soul drugs flowing through my blood and love flowing through my heart i make it to every single event without any pain the entire day no pain not once we it, we get to the sunday brunch i'm feeling good i have a little bit of pain but we got a heating pad it's it's totally fine no big deal i get to the wedding it's a beautiful ceremony of course i cried at the altar you know me, Scotty. Of course, I'm an emotional bastard. Of course, I'm crying at the altar here. Um, and it's a beautiful ceremony. The priest was fantastic. Everything with, went off without a hitch. Um, I, I, I ceremony too, if I was in as much pain as you were the past <laughs> couple of days. The, the priest did. There were laughs when uh, Jesse was doing her vows and she said, in sickness and in health. And she sort of stumbled. She's like, in sickness and in health. And everyone, and she got a big laugh. Um, 
and that was popped fantastic. Pop crowd, big, big, oh, big. We haven't even gotten to the reception. I'm popping crowds left and right. Um, because we the marriage happens, it's fantastic. I love my now wife, my ex girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I don't think that's what anyone calls. <laughs> um, and I'm off the market, ladies. I have a ring now. Uh, and we get to the wedding. It's fantastic. We do photos afterwards. I'm still feeling good. It's a little rainy this day now, and there's a whole thing. The, there's the rain was a, a a process we had to figure out. Scotty, I have a whole cake story that I can unveil later on a different episode. The whole wedding cake is a whole different story. Um, we get to the 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 reception, and and I'm feeling I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling okay. I don't really feel pain again until the actual proper dinner, but I just use a heating pad. I'm good. My my best man is really on top of my drug uh, drug cycle and is giving me drugs as soon as I'm I need to take them. So I appreciate my best man, Matt, for that. Um, We get to the reception. And you know me, Scotty. We got to do the pops. Uh, So during all this process, uh, if you were able to make it, Scotty, you would have enjoyed this. Because we had our grand entrances. Everybody comes out for the grand entrances. And then, of course, we have our grand entrance playing, our music playing. Uh, And it is, of course, Jane by Jefferson Starship, Orange Cassidy's theme music. So we come out to that music, big pop from everybody. We go straight into the dances. I'm bawling like a baby. Uh, my mother's bawling during the fu- the the mother son dance um, because I did. Uh, what was it? You'll be in my heart from uh, by Phil Collins from the Tarzan. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. You didn't have to explain it after I heard this name, but yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was explaining it for the audience, um, and then the people at home for the people at home the father daughter dance for people at home <laughs> uh-huh. the father daughter dance was a song called concerning hobbits from the lord of the rings trilogy it's like the Hobbit. again hobbits gave it away uh-huh it's the it's the it's basically like the hobbit song i guess um <laughs> i don't know if you can figure that one out um <laughs> so beautiful ceremony everyone's crying crying everyone's having fun i'm feeling great I change shoes. I got another pop from changing shoes. Don't worry Some about that. Coming out soon. I'm eating cake. I'm eating bread. I'm drinking wine. Uh, I'm having a grand old time. We're dancing the night away, Scotty. Two hours of dancing. And we go and we leave. We drink at a local dive bar. And that's the night. I wake up Sunday morning. Uh, we have the Sunday brunch. Still on the adrenaline high. I'm giving people tours. I'm drinking champagne i'm doing all this stuff um well maybe not. i wasn't drinking champagne i was drinking orange juice um i am on and i am on drugs um and then people leave and i start feeling pain so i get through the entire wedding scotty basically everything i need to do with no pain if there was ever a miracle it happened over the weekend uh but now i'm happily married it's been about a week nothing feels different uh and i think that's a good thing I'll tell you what feels different. You weren't prepared for the show. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that is fair. That is fair. That is completely <laughs> a lot fair. of things are different on this side of the on this side of the screen, Buckaroo. That's uh, fair. But I'm happy you were able to get through um, pain and more pain. And I should say, uh, we're both my uh, Jesse and I are both very confident that I passed the stone officially on Tuesday. Because I haven't had any pain since Tuesday, and something definitely came out on Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So just to give a little update, I, I am better. We gave it to the urologist. <laughs> they think it's a stone too. They're checking it, scanning it to see what kind of stone it is, 
And at that point, I can adjust my diet or whatever I need to do from there. But yeah, we're on the right pr- track to fix this thing. All righty then. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh that was a roller coaster of emotions here. Tell I me about only, it. I can only imagine being the one in those shoes. They, we're a week was, removed. We're a week removed. There was a there was a chance we weren't going to get married, Scott. The kidney stone isn't, but we are. Mm-hmm. The kidney stone is not a week removed, but we no. are. And, that's and thankfully, you, you, SP3, Trent, I got to thank all three of you guys for putting on a great show last week. For Rank yeah. Yeah. You know, some of us show up. And <laughs> I'm what sorry. I just heard there was no excuse. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it. If if Rye was dealing that with that pain, he probably would have missed the show. What does that say about Ring Post Radio's future? Find out next week on another episode of Ring. Oh, we're not done. We haven't even done the we, show yet. No, we haven't even started. We have so much show to get to. I know. I know, um, but but overall, congratulations! Obviously, I'm happy uh, you made. I'm happy the adrenaline drove you through the wedding day. That's what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. And then, as thankfully, it could have been bad, right? It could have been you woke up that next morning and you were just like in agony. So, yeah. Th- that fully, that the fully going to bed Friday night, Scotty. I fully thought that was going to be the reality. Is I was going to wake up in pain and be like, I don't know if I can how much of this I can do. And like, I'm going to have to skip a bunch of my wedding, which um, saying that out loud, is very sad. So thankfully you did not have to do that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm very, I'm very gracious. I'm very happy. Uh, it made the day, it made a great story. It made a, it made the day better. I think, cause it made me appreciate <laughs> the day more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very happy. I'm very happy. So, uh, um, can we get a, what yeah, a, what a story. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. What a story. I appreciate uh I appreciate you telling that. And uh if it helps, I had nothing as exciting as that. So there you go. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine, Scotty. Um I'm glad it was a normal week for you. <laughs> very, very normal week for me. Thanksgiving's coming up, huh? Huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah. Thanksgiving's coming up. We're doing a show. We're doing next show next Sunday, right? We we really talk about that. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. I, <laughs> I I'm fine. I'm free. So next <laughs> Sunday isn't Thanksgiving. Uh, I will. I want to ask you a few things though. Now that you're back, you're back in the you're back on the wagon of pro wrestling. Uh-huh. You, you know, you took off pretty much a week. It's fine. We won't blame you for it. I guess a wedding was important. Plus kidney stone. You know, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But you're back. Yeah. A lot has happened since then. Yeah. So we're going to do a real speed run of the things that you missed and your quick thoughts. Okay. All right. Now you're, you're lucky. The Continental Classic starts this week, so we won't go through that yet. Yeah. Um, actually, we will. General thoughts right off the bat. How did you feel when you saw the announcement? Go. <clears throat> you know, uh, everybody in AEW wanted to do the G1, and Tony Khan thought to himself, why don't I bring the G1 here, uh, and we'll just have our own G1. Uh, so uh we'll find out i guess if the continental classic is like the g1 or it's a wished g1 g1 um there's some announcements that happened last night at full gear that i'm oh I'm, my god i don't know how i feel about it i don't i'm I, I like the participants so far i'm excited to see 12 or 6 i guess brian danielson matches andrade uh mark briscoe at a kingston matches. what um uh, so five I thought it was two blocks of. I thought it was twelve people total. 
Yeah, but he's one of the people, so that's five matches. Oh, yes. Good point. Good point. I did that um, exact math last week, and, and then someone was like, <laughs> hey, you idiot. Uh, so that's why I'm fixing it for you now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I'm excited to see all these matches with people. I think the lineup of four so far is interesting. I don't Hot know about start the, for me. I don't know about the Triple Crown title. I don't know. No, no, no. We'll get to that later, though. We get to that yeah. later. That's part of our preview. We got to talk. We got to preview a tournament that's incomplete. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right. Uh, Julia. WWE is interested in the strong women's champion. Uh, I don't blame WWE for being interested in Julia. There was also a report that they're interested in Kazuchika Okada. Of course, as they should be interested in signing these people uh, because these people are fantastic wrestlers. Do I want Julia in WWE? Of course not. (laughs) No, of course not. I can see why they're just going to make a, uh, an all Joshi unit in, in, uh, on WWE. I see what they're trying to do with that so far. I don't. I, it's the same thing with the worries with Osprey or any really like New Japan stardom talent at this point is, um, and that's always been the thing with WWE talent uh, is that by going to WWE they have to adjust their style and dial it back so much, and I think Julia Styles what makes her stand out so much. Um, she would she would I think she would be fine and do well in WWE, but I, I don't want I don't want to see that. I obviously don't want to see that. As a smart person once said, me, you'd be an idiot not to be interested in Julia. All right, that's it. That's it. We can get back to the regularly scheduled programming, which 20 minutes later, we finally get to. Um, Yeah, of course, we are talking about AEW Full Gear. Thank you, folks, for joining us on this show. <laughs> 20 minutes in, we appreciate uh 20 minutes listening. in, a kidney stone later, we are here. We're here, folks. Um, again, thank you, Scotty, for doing the show last week. Um, you are a fantastic co-host. Can't do the show without you. I try. I try my best to do things like that once in a while. I, ca- <laughs> I try to come through once in a while. Everyone, I just want everyone to and that's know. That's all that matters. <laughs> Ring Post Radio, for the most part, Ryan takes care of everything. I just show up. Mm-hmm. But lately, I've been, I've been you know I've been holding my own with a few ideas and you know mm-hmm. recording a podcast without you. So mm-hmm. you know, it's about we're about you know ninety ten percent now. <laughs> uh, it's certainly way more than that. And by that I mean I have ninety nine and you have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the show. AW Full Gear WWE Survivor Series. We'll of course be talking about those two shows, but of course. I want to start off with the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, The 2023 class was officially announced this past, really, Saturday morning, late Friday night. Uh, Dave took forever to get that article out. Um, It was announced that the new class is going to be uh, Rocco and Perez, the tag team uh, of tag teams before, basically the tag team before uh, Bruno San Martino, the beauty pair, Jackie Sato and Maki Uida, Sergeant Slaughter, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, Tomohiro Ishii, Blue Panther, and George Kidd. They all made the 60% mark uh, for all of the various voters for the Wrestling Observer. Um, I should note also that beauty pair, uh, only ones off this list that are the first ballot Hall of Famers. So they've officially become first ballot Hall of Famers and joined that exclusive club. Yeah. Um, the people that Jackie were... already is too. Jackie Sato. Yeah. 
Um, that might be true. I have to look that up to, to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, the people that were out, I call these the outsiders, the outside five wrestlers or tag teams that were outside of getting in and probably getting in at some point. The Los Hermanos Diamita, Paul Orndorf, Young Bucks, Bobby Davis, and Roman Reigns. So, Scotty, I have a bunch more uh, stats and stuff for us as we talk about this, but uh, give me your thoughts on this year's class of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. It's an odd one. Um, that's for sure. Uh, out of everyone that made it, one, I wouldn't vote in the UK if I had a vote. Like, admittedly, I just wouldn't allow sure. myself to do that. Um, I think I would have voted for two of the people that got it. Overall. Which which two? I seem to be there. The beauty pair and then the Rocca and um Rocca and Perez. Rocca and Perez. Uh just based off of the things I've listened to and l- the very little studying I have because I don't have to study as much cuz I don't have a ballot yet. Um I'm waiting. Uh but until until I have to i'm not gonna study full in but from what overall i've listened to about it because i'm very interested in just certain subjects and you know when you had the young bucks on there and the sam punks and the roman reigns is and the beauty pair and all these interesting things to me i was very intrigued by what it would end up being this year um i i just think i think those first two the two tag teams are just so or the two teams uh, they're just so fitting of what the Hall of Fame is supposed to be about. I don't. I'm shocked Sergeant Slaughter got in after all this time. I really am. Twenty years on the ballot, <laughs> like that's crazy to me. But it gives hope for pretty much everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like to me, it it would have been those two locked in, and then like we would have saw from there. But that those are the two I would have picked personally mm-hmm. out of the f- six that did make it. And that's because, one, I don't have the knowledge of George Kidd. Is it George Kidd? Correct. Um, I would not have voted Sergeant Slaughter. You know my feelings about Tomohiro Ishii. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the list goes on and on. George Kidd, if people don't know, he's sort of like the precursor to um, the the British wrestling style. Yeah. Um. It, you, nowadays, we think of Johnny Saint and everything like that. George Kidd was before that. Yeah. Um, so that's the histor- historical Real, significance. Dave never saw him. Yeah, Dave never saw him. That's how old. That's how old George Kidd is. Tomohiro <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ishii. I'm glad you brought him up. He's a very interesting case because, like, everyone's talking about it. His case is like fully built off of like just yeah. work rate. Yep. Um. Ne- you know, never won a world title. Obviously, nope. other than never a top guy. I think he's won the Rev Pro World Title, but that doesn't really, you know, that doesn't matter. Um, not never been really a top guy, but basically known as, uh, as not to you, Scotty, but to many other people, as one of the best modern G1 wrestlers uh, today. Sure. If you want to look at his drawing power in the G1, I guess you could study that. There was you great can... math to back this up. Like, if I were to go unbiased, I think he deserves probably a vote down the yeah. line. I just wouldn't put him in yet. Yeah, I think he's a he should definitely be on the ballot. It's just very interesting that that yeah. he's he's gotten in. He, he had like over a hundred forty four plus star matches or something. Yeah, which is obviously insane. And I do like. I will say this: no matter how my feelings are about Ishii, I do like the idea of match quality and in ring work getting mm-hmm. someone in 
because I do think that overall, like a lot of wrestlers maybe will be forgotten because of just having that, right? Like it's a hall of fame. So the best of the best need to be in there. Uh, But Ishii is someone who has been a, who was a big factor in many of the G ones that people love. Yeah. Right, like the the G one stretch in the 2010s that people just rave about. He's a big part of why it was so great for so many fans. So I appreciate that. And then he has matches outside of it. He's a great. You know, you know what is interesting, and I didn't hear anyone really talk about this. He's an like a special trios wrestler. Like I know this is like just another thing. I think I mentioned on the. Uh, I feel like I mentioned this on the podcast, like when we reviewed Power Struggle. I yeah, mentioned that I was like, did. I think he I think did. he's one of the best trios wrestlers today. Yeah, I think he fits. I think he's really been able to turn his late career into like this kind of like a feather in the cap for his Hall of Fame odds, right? Is this trios run where, you know, whether he was with Bishamon or the Dream Team, he's able to really be a great addition to those two teams rather than feel like an outcast, if that makes sense. Um, so I get why Ishii's in. I just would have waited a little bit longer. The good news, however, I will say about Ishii making it is that Shingo Takagi better be in, in within the next couple of years because Shingo yeah. Takagi has accomplished way more and is, is just as good a wrestler, if not better. For me, he's better. He's a melt-a-little-time open-the-dream-gate champion, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, uh, you know, Multiple great tournament runs in the G1, best super juniors, king of gate, mm-hmm. list goes on and on. So yeah. with Ishii getting in, it opens avenues for so many other wrestlers. And I think that's probably my favorite part about him getting in. Same thing with the beauty pair getting in is that that opens up the Japan yes. category immensely. Yes. Um, that was had to happen. I don't, I don't know if you like how much of their history, you know, but like they were I, essentially, the, they were the crush gals before the crush gals. Mm. to like an extreme like they were the first boom period for joshi essentially Ooh, okay um to to a point that will never be reached again mind you because they were just that popular because of all the many things they did um i'm just happy that they were first ballot because that's their um that's their historic respect now ultimately this year's class i think will be about more who didn't get in at the end of the day but yeah, so let's talk about that. Uh, of course, there were people dropped off the ballot. I'm going to get to address those first. Uh, so these people got less than 10% of the vote, or they were dropped off for next year's ballot due to the 15-year 50% rule. Um, we have the Von Brauners, Seth Rollins, which I think will come back on the he'll come back on the he'll ballot. He'll come back. Uh, Prada Morgan, Mike Marino, the DDT Booker, Sinchiro Takagi, uh, Tiger Jeet Singh, Big Daddy, Jackie Palo, Kendo Nagasaki, Hurricane Ramirez, uh, and Johnny Saint. I don't think Johnny Saint's 15 years yet, but I gotta double check that. But you were Johnny Saint here. Um, uh, other people that didn't make it, we talked about the outsiders Los Hermanes Diamita, Paul Orndorff, Young Bucks, Bobby Davis, who was uh, like one of the, the preeminent heel managers in like the mm. 50s, I think it was. Roman Reigns, the top five people there, they all made it. Uh, they all didn't make it. They all got above 50%, but below 60 in that that awkward age. Um, 
Roman Reigns and Young Bucks, I would say, are the big names right now going around of people that didn't get in. Yeah. Roman Reigns, I believe this was his second year on the ballot. Uh, he had 31% of the vote last year, 52.4% big this jump. year. Massive jump for a guy that those, wrestled Those 11 matches, matches he wrestled this year changed everything. <laughs> he got 21% more in, a, in seven matches. That's a worker right there. That's a Hall yeah. of Famer right there. <laughs> I... I, so so I do want to talk a little bit about Roman. I think, one, he's a Hall of Famer, and I think he will. Here's the thing with Roman, right? It's take it's taken time for him to get here, but at the end of the day, if you were the top guy in WWE for a decade, you probably should be in a Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. And I understand, like, had, had he never got to where he was in the beginning of 2021, let alone now, he may he probably wouldn't be in but since he has it's been like night and day in terms of this guy like he is a draw in terms of merch he is a draw in terms of tv now he is a draw in tickets he's main evented so many wrestlemanias that matters right like that matters at the end of the day those are things that matters especially to voters um he is on a reign he has a title reign to his name that will never be touched again in wwe history i don't think and ultimately, when it ends, it, it's going to do huge business for them, whenever that may be. Um, so I think one more main event at WrestleMania will be the, the, the feather in the cap that gets him in. It will be the final, you know, okay, I have to vote for this guy. Um, I understand why he's not in yet. I think one more year of Roman Reigns. What, however that year looks will be enough but uh i would have gave him my vote based off of the modern um thing i think he only got like four or five if i'm not mistaken votes in that section um he would have been one of them for me because i think being a top guy in wwe being the top draw helping you know i understand it's the brand now but being the top guy when they got repopular again like that matters. Yeah, what you're describing is is I think one of the main reasons a lot of people vote for Roman Reigns is that he's the top guy of the top promotion. Surely, you know, with John, you look at John Cena, Hogan, Rock, Austin, yeah. all these people. Uh, there, there's some like there's something to that. I think the only the detractors to it are number one, work rate. That's the subjective part. A lot of people don't necessarily sure. like Roman's work right now. Um, I've heard the arguments of, um same thing you're talking about that the brand is over so how do you quick how do you judge how much of a ratings mover he is he he might goes to all of wrestling now though that goes right yeah it goes for AEW. they they announced they sold like sixty thousand tickets or whatever for wembley and <laughs> AEW without a single yeah. match announced that's just the brand yeah. um uh roman reigns is an interesting case because it is like there are instances where you can look at the of the of the three or four house shows he worked he only moves like he, they announce him and he moves like a thousand tickets and then they announce yeah, he's not Cena. a big house show mover no and 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 that's and i think that's something that people use as a detractor right is like he's not a big ticket mover in terms sure. of that sense um the other one i think I, people have heard is just the sort of um he's helped live tv though he's helped live tv tv as well well what that's one of the arguments i've also heard as the as the against him argument is um He's only he's only wrestled seven matches, 
Uh, he's been on TV, obviously, more than seven times, but he's yeah, only seven matches. How much? How much? The argument there is how much. I don't necessarily know if I agree with it, but the, I'm just saying that the argument there was um, how much of an actual TV ratings mover is he if he's barely on television? And it's like, sure. and, and it's like, and it's like WWE has their best year with uh, with Roman a lot out a lot of the time. I, I get that, that. I think that's a fair point. I don't necessarily know if I agree with it. I, but I think get it's a fair that. Point. But what's the main story that has had led to WWE having this boom? It it's is the bloodline and it involves Roman story. Yeah. So like, I get I get where people are coming from. This is like a devil's advocate thing. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, I just think like he is inevitably going to get in as he should. Like without the run at the top that he's had here, no. Yeah, but the, he's had it. It's done. It's over. Like he could lose the title tomorrow and never wrestle again, and he would be a Hall of Famer in my book. Um, I want to look at the different categories. I I did. I looked at the top ten, um, voter the uh, 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 people that were voted on in each category. Of course, Dave has it as reporters, historians, active professionals, wrestlers, commentators, whoever's actively working, and then retired professionals. Right. Yeah. Um. Of these top 10 people that they voted in. So, for yeah. instance, reporters, they voted for Ishii, Slaughter, Bucks, Big Daddy, Paul Orndorff, Ted Turner, Rocka and Perez, Blue Panther, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, and Jim Johnston. I'm not going to read all of them, but that's the example for there. Of that top 10, the reporters um, and the historians voted five of the seven people that eventually became Hall of Famers this year. Um, slightly different which the five were, but they voted for five of them. Active professionals voted for four of the seven people in their top 10 and retired professionals only voted for one of the t- people that made into the, this year's hall of fame. That being Jack and Jerry Briscoe, everyone else they voted for did not make the hall of fame uh, in the top 10 at the very least, uh, which I think is interesting. Uh, all those outsiders of the outside five, we talked about the reporters had two of the five outsiders. Historians had three active professionals had one and retired professionals had four of the five outsiders that being uh roman reigns and this is in order roman reigns los hermanos diamita paul orndorff and bobby davis i bring this all up because the other people that people are talking about beyond roman reigns was the young bucks the young bucks did not make the top 10 of historians active professionals or retired professionals in the voting category they made third in the reporters behind ishii and sergeant slaughter and with them gone of course their young bucks are probably going to eat up more votes next year. Um, but I just think that is fascinating. If we want to look at it more closely, uh, for historians, young bucks were 15th. For active professionals, young bucks were 13th, which is basically around the same. And for retired professionals, this is the one that hurts the most. Um, they were, if I'm not mistaken, unranked in retired professionals. So every retired person in the business uh, doesn't give a shit about uh, old old Matt and Nick Jackson. Um, So that's the most interesting part. A lot of the conversation was everyone thinking that the Young Bucks would be slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famers. They've won the tag award countless times uh, to the point of, should we rename it the the Young Bucks Award or whatever? Um, They have have a historical significance with being part of the team that launches AEW. They have historical significance for being one one of the largest um shows outside the wwe with all in uh the first show um they are obviously one of the best tag teams uh but obviously with historians 
people in the business today and retired people especially not a lot of votes for the old young bucks uh that's to me very interesting i'm not really surprised about retired people in the business you know you look at jim Cornette as the flagstone of that of of the flag bearer of that of people hating on the young bucks i don't blame it there's but historians and actor professionals kind of shocks me a little bit and that kind of i think also goes into the fact of Young Bucks have never been to the WWE. I mean, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, they've all gotten more votes by active professionals than the Young Bucks did. Um, CM Punk got was number 10th out of out of the active professionals. Roman Reigns was seven um, for active professionals. WWE is obviously mattering more. Same thing with historians. Same thing with retired professionals voting Randy Orton number one in their category. What? Randy Orton? Um, it got They got Edge in here too. Roman Reigns in the top 10 um so yeah it's interesting to me i think it's the bias of they're not in wwe so it doesn't matter as much they don't necessarily care about the indies and ring of honor uh, a lot of these older voters um and then just yeah i mean retired professionals obviously i think there's obviously the the lack of bias i guess the anti-bias the hate of they're ruining the way wrestling has worked for dozens of years and yada 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 so i i think it's it's shocking by that um, what do you think the Young Bucks' chances are for next year? I, I think they're eventually going in, but uh, unless the reporters really show out, and unless we flip some historian, active professionals, and retired professionals, I don't know if next year's as much of a lock as people think. Yeah, I mean, what they need five percent or so um, to mm-hmm. get in, so it's not like it's uh, millions of votes that they need to get, but they still need to get votes nonetheless. Uh, I think with the Young Bucks, we are realizing that... 4.9% votes, that's what it, they need. It's going to happen. It just might take a little bit longer because of all the different um, all the different personnel that vote for this award. It's not just mm-hmm. the... It's not just the reporters or personnel per se. It is, like you said, the wrestlers and those who are part of the business. And at the end of the day, you know, this, this, we're talking about a tag team whose whole slogan is called killing the business after all. <laughs> um, and I think there is a recency bias as well that some people may vote with, right? With Roman Reigns, he gets 23% more than he had last year because of what he's done over the past year. While the young bucks have done pretty much next to nothing over the past year outside of, rumors coming out that they're fighting with cm punk right which is interesting which is interesting because for a lot of these historians active professionals and retired professionals cm punk got more votes in all those categories than the young bucks makes you think um and i think cm punk should be in too by the way i'm not i'm I, i think they both should be in and they ultimately i think both will be in eventually um but at the end of the day with the young bucks right it's it's a matter of when will people realize that, okay, I need to take my own bias out of this and I need to vote for one of the great tag teams of all time, one of the most popular tag teams of all time. Like you said, multi, multi-time tag team award uh, year, tag team of the year award winners, multi-time tag team champions. They've been successful everywhere they've gone. 
Um, you know, they've been draws for Ring of Honor, they've been draws for AEW, they've been the indie, they were the indie act for a long time. I think yeah. these all matter because this is a wrestling hall of fame. This isn't a WWE Hall of Fame. If you want a WWE Hall of Fame, they have their own. So that's the ultimate way I look at it. Um, I do think it might take another year or two. Um, depending how next year goes though next year they do benefit from not too too much competition being added now cody rhodes will be a very interesting case next year he's gonna be the most interesting case next year for me just because he's likely knock on wood going to add another wrestlemania main event to his name and and potentially a title win and beating a potential world title reign and becoming the face of the company officially so I do think that's interesting um, because he has all the he has all the young buck stuff too, right? Great yep. AEW was part of this big change. Plus, going back to WWE and having a main event run after a previously just nothing run, essentially mm-hmm. his first time around. So I do think that'll be interesting. But other than him, I don't see too many people hurting their cases. Mm-hmm. Um, now. We'll, we'll wait and see. I, I do wonder what Cody gets next year, just because maybe they give him more credit than maybe they do the Young Bucks at yeah. the end of the day when it comes to AEW. Um, you talking about it added to next year's ballot? We have a long list of people in various categories. WWE's Asuka. Um, I imagine she's in the modern U.S. Canada category. Zane Brezloff, Psycho Clan returns. El Dandy, George Gordenko. Grand Hamada returns, I believe, in, not in Japan, but now Mexico. Samoa Joe returns. Kento Miyahara. Um, Cody Rhodes. Yoshihiro Takayama returns. Kevin Owens. Zack Sabre Jr. Mascarita Sangrada. The Usos. Imagine a world where the Usos get in before the Young Bucks. Uh, Volador Jr., I believe, returns. Man, WrestleMania. Coach Kochi uh, Yoshizawa. Bray Wyatt and Sami Zayn. Uh, I agree. I think Cody Rhodes right there is the most interesting one. Uh, he doesn't really have like longevity, right? Like um, AEW was never world champion, actively wasn't world champion, but it was a top star in AEW, obviously. Um, and WWE, a top star in WWE as well. Top draw beat- for AEW. Top draw yes. for WWE now. Mm-hmm. And if he can beat uh, Roman, then that adds a lot to it. Everything pre-AEW, pre-indie Ring of Honor stuff, uh, that WWE mid-card run tag team. He wouldn't even be on the ballot. No, he wouldn't even be on the ballot. So he's an interesting case. Uh, I think he. I think the problem with his case is that he um, needs more time. I don't think he gets yeah. voted in first year. I think he just needs more time. He's he I'm, is currently in his run. I think it'll be very interesting because I could see old professionals like him. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll wait and see though. I I really don't know, but I do think that the Hall of Fame is an interesting discussion every year, though. Um, I don't study it as hard because one, I don't have, I don't have a ballot, so I don't feel the need to spend my time doing so. Uh, but I do yeah. like the discussions that come from. It. I like listening to Dave talk about it. Um, I like listening to certain people give their thoughts on it. There's a lot of people on the, this ballot right now that I think have cases to get in that you know, hopefully they can in the future. Um, but yep. that's the point of this. It's some for some people it takes time, like you just like you said earlier. Sergeant Slaughter, twenty years later, he's in. So uh, some people come around, like for Becky Lynch, for example, who's really low. Yeah, I think she's someone that once she's done and people think back, she'll benefit from it because she's helped make women's wrestling 
Very important. Dave had a great point. She's been the top star. She made yep. evented WrestleMania. She's pretty much helped readjust the look of women's wrestling in America. Yeah. So um, I think people like that will be great down the line but i know a lot of people ca- probably came to the show wanting to listen to full gear review and we uh we went what? 45 minutes without giving the people what they want so we should probably do that uh one one last thing before we go about becky lynch because i'm glad you brought her up my my thing about becky lynch is and i don't want her to separate and 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 do anything like that uh i think it's important to just keep her in but i i think her the problem with her is that she is being compared against other men uh, in the modern U.S. category, modern U.S. Canada category, so it's like it's like longevity. It's like Becky Lynch's reign as top star in WWE yeah. is only really like what two, three Past years, maybe. Years? Yeah. Uh, whereas like, everybody else isn't like that's that's as long of a reign maybe as Bill Goldberg really. Yeah. Like, on she she ultimately like she's in a interesting she's in a category of her own and like so she's like a I don't want to say pioneer but she's a legitimate game changer that a lot of these other stars like they didn't change things like she yeah did, well, that's my point is that like yeah. i think i it's think a hard can, thing in a weird way it's a weird way you can almost compare becky lunch to bill goldberg in terms of the length for the rain and how hot they were right for that short amount of time but because becky lynch is a woman in a predominantly man sport and was able to break out to become one of wb's top stars the top star. so much more matters so much she, more she was literally the star they built around at one point. Yes. The first yeah. ever in WWE history. Yeah. But so hopefully that's... good March sales back, you know, like, come on. I, I think, um, like I said, that'll be one that she'll benefit long-term rather than short-term. I, I fully agree. Well, let's get to AEW full gear. Uh, of course, <laughs> the thing that people showed up for. Um, and let's Probably talk about re- it probably should like retweet this now talk about full gear because you probably if you don't mind i said go for it I'll, I'll prep up full gear um excuse me um aw full gear uh obviously um an interesting show i'll say the least attendance with twelve thousand nine hundred four people out of the kia forum in los angeles california um an interesting show i'll say the least i'm looking over at this cage match and it's like all over the place um uh, we yeah. won't talk about we won't talk about zero hour, but let's go straight into the main event because yeah. I think that is worth. Thank you. That is worth the. Um, <laughs> I think we have a sound cue for a good, a good, good way to bring this up. So give me a moment. And I'll I'll set you up for the sound cue, Scotty. Um, we'll talk about the main event first. MJF versus Jay White uh, for the AEW World Title. Very convoluted booking wise. We'll talk about it, but I think if we had to sum up. Uh, the, the the world title match in one word, Scotty. If if there was a, a, a word that MJF used a lot too, uh, I, I, what word that would that be? Do you think? Mid. <laughs> and uh, is that too ham fisted, folks? Leave a comment below. Tell uh, me what I'm telling lies. MJF versus <laughs> Jay White, thirty minutes cage match. Right now has a three point seven three out of ten <laughs> out of one hundred ninety seven <laughs> votes. What did you think about this, I'll say, highly controversial uh, main event? It, it It is the most frustrating main event match I have watched in a very long time. I won't say ever because, like, I can't – my brain doesn't work that way. I couldn't tell you if it was ever. I've been frustrated many times. But I've never been so frustrated 
with a story, a match. Because I said to you early in the night, they're gonna they're gonna kill Jay White. I know some people are saying they didn't kill him, blah blah blah. This is a this was a result that it is gonna be hard for him to come back from. Very hard for him. And I'm just sitting there stewing because I know he's not winning. Like, everyone knows he's not winning this match. And ultimately, the main problem with this match that had some good wrestling in it, admittedly, like, it had some exciting moments, is that they did things just to do things. Not because they were necessary, not because we had to, just because they can't. There was no reason at all to make this match Adam Cole versus Jay White for half the night. No reason at all. But you know what? They did it because they could. There was a less than zero chance, I think, with Adam Cole coming out in his gear. And I would have sat there like, oh, he brought his gear. <laughs> like, like We're at the point now of like the logic gaps in the storyline where it was like, I'm expecting this guy to bring his gear despite not wrestling or having a planned match during the show. Luckily that didn't happen, yeah. but I will continue. I, I tweeted this out. There is, if you, if you know, the, the, the refs and the officials trying to stop MJF and not Adam Cole is funny. If you think about it for two seconds, but if you think about it for any more than two seconds, you get really freaking annoyed with this entire match and the story. And that's pretty much what happened to me. Uh, when MJF came out, and I was just like, why are we doing this? Like, I get an injury angle, right? The like, because this is a thing you do, and like, with you're wrestling two matches, I get it. But they ruined it for me, like, instantly, because they, they went through all these hoops to get to exactly what we all expected them to, which was MJF versus Jay White. Like, I was, I said when they did the injury angle, oh man, this is going to make me really upset when Jay White still loses this at the end. And then they made it worse. Even they wrestled for 30 minutes. Before before making it worse, can we talk about this injured angle? It's terrible. We already believed that Jay White was going to lose this match by adding an injury angle on top. It makes his loss mm-hmm. look worse. So much worse. He's now so a scrub that can't beat a, a crippled man in a basically at one point a three on one match. And, and they're tr- and here's what they try to do in the match. We're just gonna get to the match. They try to make it seem like oh you know MJF did all these things right with with uh, you know he used the ring and Adam Cole helped him. It doesn't matter. They wrestled for 30 minutes. MJF kicked out of a title shot to the head. Yeah. He, he kicked out of all these different things. The only thing he didn't do was bl- nuke the Blade Runner. I was shocked. I thought for sure we were going to kill that too. We were yeah. killing the rest of Jay White. Why not Why not just kill the finish as well? Uh, it, it, it was so infuriating. And I'm watching this main event. And I'm like, imagine if they didn't do the injury angle and they just wrestled this main event. Like we were like Jay White worked the leg the entire match instead yeah. of like have this. Oh my god, it would have probably been great, but I couldn't get past that because I was so angry at what they had already done. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, Jay White's gonna look like an idiot. Jay White's and the more the match went on, the worse Jay White went. Uh, Jay White looked and like MJF. 
I, I it's easy to tell that this is his hands over every little bit of it because he defends it with every part of his being. He came out crying media. to the presser. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Um, I came out crying when the match, you know, was halfway through. So congratulations. I'm I, I'm sure. I hope you're not. I'm not. I hope you're not hurt. You know, I really don't because if he did hurt his hip, that sucks. Um, but still, it's like we're overcomplicating the easiest storyline. If you're if you hurt your hip, don't do a random ass high spot of a. Uh, Myron, Shout out Myron Reed, by the way. Yeah, if, if you if you hurt your hip or whatever, then maybe next time don't do a random ass hot high spot that doesn't make sense in the flow of the match. No, not at all. How how were you able to jump with that leg? There are questions to be asked here that we are not asking because this this match left the idea of um what's the what's the what's the word that I want to say it left being about the actual match before the bell even rang Mm -hmm. i like i couldn't sit there and 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 focus i i just couldn't i'm watching this match and i'm just i just have every thought in my mind of jay white's screwed uh you know overall the group screwed by default right uh there's just so there's so many things wrong with this for me and And it was it was so ridiculous of the setup that even the crowd. This wasn't WWE, by the way. This wasn't WWE booking. No, they wouldn't do this. Yeah, WWE doesn't have this much lad. Well, Bloodline's yet. jealous at the overcomplications. <laughs> this is this is WCW. Is what this is. Um, we reached. We fully reached that point. They, they're. <laughs> it, it, it was so. Wanna... <laughs> it was so convolutedly overbooked, Scotty. That it. Yeah. It. The crowd was fully was like. Well, MJF can't win at this point. Uh, surely, surely something. Surely it wouldn't make sense, logical sense for Jay White to lose here. Surely something has to happen. Oh, here's our first ref bump. Let's look towards the entrance. Do we see the devil coming down? Nope. Okay. Oh, a second ref bump. All right. Showing up, man. That was even worse. The crowd actively turning away from the match, which is a full-on bloodline thing as well. Of all right, we know an interference is coming. At least Come the on. bloodline would have the interference. <laughs> a great point. A great point. <laughs> At least the bloodline interferes in the goddamn match. Uh, Gwyn Evans, I don't know if you're pronouncing my first name right. I apologize. Uh, Jay taking 30 minutes to battle against a one-legged guy and his one-legged friend. And then and then earlier tonight, Jay's friends, the gun club, lose to said one-legged friend's music. Yep. <laughs> yep. I I just it's so frustrating and I'm watching the I'm I'm watching this all unfold I'm like how are we having this an hour after we had what we had right with Swerve and Hangman it's like how is this the same company I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because this is a very minute issue I have with the main event as well which is uh, something we've talked about before this should not <laughs> If you if you swapped the Texas Death Match and this World Title Match, yeah, and put the Texas Death Match had the title on it, makes more sense. It's more believable. Yada yada yada. This works better without the World Title. It would also work in order of the card because an hour ago we saw two men get and turn themselves into a bloody pulp and fight through so much pain, and then you get this main event. Where it's MGF and the commentary is like, I don't know how MGF is gonna fight through this knee pain. I was like, I just saw 
two men take themselves to the goddamn limit in a blood feud for the ages. One of the best, most brutal matches I've seen in AEW history. And now we're questioning if MJF's leg can make it through. If he can't make it through, he's a scrub. Because Adam Page over here and Swerve Strickland are able to make through 30 minutes, almost two seconds off from the main event, 30 minutes of torture. Um, JD Oliva, who has been on the show before, uh, tweeted, oh, it's time for the main event. And I was like, no, this is the second dark match after <laughs> after the main, true main event uh, because it's it's just, uh, I'm so we frustrated. Gotta, we got to shout out Dave first. Dave had the, the tweet of the night. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, he did. Dave, Dave saying, whatever they do for the main event is next. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yeah. a great, a great tweet. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I wish they wrestled straight up so badly. Because if they wrestled straight up and they did a lot of these things, I think a lot of people would be walking away saying, "Wow, what a great main event!" Blah 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 blah. But instead, maybe, they had, or, or maybe not even great main event, but not actively. Some like, people illogical. would have said a great main event. Like, I, I can agree with that. I can agree. Like it would have, it, it would not have been bombed. That's that. fair. That's fair. Um, it probably would have, you know, on cage match got like seven point something, and we would all been fine, and we would all went home and got over it. Yeah. Um, instead, instead oh, it's slightly disappointing, maybe, but yeah, sure, slightly disappointing because I think, like I, I tweeted this on uh, during the match. I said six six months ago, if you told me we were getting MJF versus Jay White in the main event of Pavers for a world title, I would have told you that could have been like one of the best matches of the year. And instead, we were doing all this bullshit. This guy wrestled Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Ironman match, what, last year? This year. This year? This My year. apologize. A revolution. That was, that was revolution this year. You're 100% right. Uh, you wrestled... What happened with that MJF to now? This guy wrestled Kenny Omega on Collision a couple weeks ago. What are we putting this in? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, and... I just think it's him. It is like it's just it's just him and I, and the way he wants this character to be portrayed, it it is it is like Hogan, Cena, to the max of like, but it's a super worker sometimes. Like it's ridiculous. It's yeah. it's not fitting of today and. Here's here's how I will leave it. Watch Cody Rhodes and how he wrestles as a babyface. Watch MJF how he wrestles as a babyface. Night and day. Yeah. Night and day. Cody clearly did not teach him that. Cody learned from Dusty. MJF is learning from Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Ric Flair. Not Ric Flair. Probably, I have no idea. Ric Flair was heel, so not. No, I want to. I want to <laughs> fight against that. That I mean, fuck Ric Flair. But uh, this idea of like after the match, he goes to the ramp and says, "AEW, this is the home of oh. wrestling and all this stuff." I'm like, bro, you are the reason sports entertainment is filtered throughout this company right now. You yeah. are not the pinnacle of professional wrestling, which is the same insult that happened in the Daniel Garcia match to build that up is oh i am i gonna get the professional wrestler because i this is professional wrestling you are not this is not professional wrestling this is 
This is this feels contrived. This feels overly booked, overly scripted. We can yeah. feel the beats coming. The only beat that didn't happen was the interference. So I guess you swerved us on that one. That's crazy. That's crazy. What's that? Samoa Joe versus MJF and Kenny Omega versus MJF happened in the middle of Adam Cole versus MJF and Jay White versus MJF. Yeah. Talk about night and day matches and 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 the character work and everything like that like it is not even remotely the same and now like at whatever like i'm sure mjf will get mad at people again and so on and so forth we'll keep teasing the 2024 thing that doesn't exist by the way so yeah. just let's get over that um anyways you know aw signed the biggest rage of 2024 even if it was true so they'll be happy either way uh, but I just I just need him to lose the belt. And after last night, here's how here's how I think. I think Swerve Strickland deserves to be the next AEW world champion. I'll take out page two. I don't want them to deserve let, it. Let me, let me, but I think Samoa Joe needs to be the next world champion because that's immediate and that's mm-hmm. the soonest. That's where yeah. I'm at. I think if if I had the book, I would be setting Swerve up for world's end and winning. But I don't think they're doing that clearly with Samoa Joe Mordlow in the picture. Um, which, oh my God, I can't yeah, even I, imagine I, how that goes. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know what the world and I think we're going to get Swerve and Adam Page again at World's End. Um, I think that's going to be a three stages of hell match. You won't hear me complain. <laughs> <laughs> they're bringing up hell they're, and yeah. Swerve has now beaten Adam Page twice. Adam Page can get all of his wins back if if uh you know all of this yeah. wins back but he can get he can get the ultimate win if, if three stages of hell mac i it makes sense I, it calls back to swerve strickland's bloodiest match in lucha underground so I think ultimately the complaint here is they need to they need to fix this they need to not give their world champion the the entire book yeah it's i i there was a rumor going around that of the of that of that uh meeting right the meeting that happened post dynamite a couple weeks ago that doesn't seem like it changed anything by the way um where apparently one of the things said in the said meeting was something along the lines of mjf can't put over other people because he's not over yeah which is a great point he's not over He's not over. He might be over in the buildings, but he's drawing less money. And and he, and I would also argue well, he's not over because the crowd looked dead as hell in the main event. The crowd um, was going crazy though for the last ten minutes. Yeah, because stuff was actually happening. All um, and and he is the top merch seller, which we just used as multiple factors in the Hall of Fame conversation. Well, I don't, I don't, I you you know my thoughts on merch selling is this is not a t-shirt company, so I don't give a shit about merch. It is um, a t-shirt company. That's how they open. <laughs> uh my ultimate point is that um uh I lost my point. I lost my train it's, of thought. That's my fault. Uh, it's all right, Scotty. Um yeah it's just oh it's that uh he's not over enough to r- give a rub to anybody else because he's he needs to be more over. And it's like, well, then, yeah, then my, the, I think the honest thought there is, okay, then we should take the, the, the title off of MJF because he needs to get a more over to get the title and give rubs again. Yeah. Instead, the thought, apparently the thought was, so what we need to do is have you beat more stars to get to become more over. And it's like, that's 
I, I can see that logic, but as it's been proven, it's not working. It it had it isn't working in Roman Reigns's case in WWE. He's actively hurting people. P, uh, MJF isn't getting anybody over. Um, I will argue though, when Roman Reigns loses, it will do a lot. That is true, but that is that is when he ultimately loses the title. Losing in defeat or losing in defeat, you, winning in defeat is such a like fallacy in wrestling that is yeah. only in the past decade it feels like it only has really worked on a major level with daniel bryan I other than that Swerve and hangman do that and that's fair but that's not for a world title and that's you know that's for a blood feud and all this stuff it, we've seen like you know chris jericho action and dreddy action dreddy looked great in defeat he won a contract in defeat all you know all, all this nonsense he right? won that matter uh, whatever you you might <laughs> don't look at the details don't read the details um but the idea of like it if you're in a long-term sense it doesn't work maybe you could do it on a short term or a guy looks good in defeat but ultimately it doesn't it just gives them a little bit of a rub not a full rub or anything like that mjf beating everybody is just going to make everyone else go bad when he's not over especially especially winning in defeat it doesn't mean anything because MJF doesn't mean anything. He's not over. Gwyn Evans, he's not over as a face because he sucks as a face. He's trying to be everything for everybody. He's high spot Myron Reed. He's 95 Hulk Hogan. He's freaking Super Cena. He's everything for everybody, and that's what he wants to be. But because he wants to be everything, just like this sheer amount of low blows that happened last night, if you're trying to do everything, if it happens all the time, then none of it matters. None of it matters. You're not anything. You can't be world champion. You can't put people over. And by beating everyone, you're just going to make everyone else look, in Jay White's case, look like a freaking moron. And you're going to hurt your company even more. When is he going to lose this title? Right now, it looks like, I don't know, all in next year against Osprey. That's all I got. <laughs> I think he loses the title a lot sooner than that. I pray uh, to God he loses the title <laughs> a lot sooner than that. Uh, but yeah, he ultimately we, we you know we we talked about this a few weeks ago, like the problems day W. We tossed all these things out there. Ultimately, after watching last night, while I had problems with other things, <laughs> a few other things, um, it the big picture for a lot of people is just this. It is, it is MJF in the world championship because at the end of the day, a company is as strong as their world champion. Yeah. And people enjoyed it. People liked the main event. Some people did. And you know what? That's like I said, somewhere in there was a really good match that I couldn't focus on. You know why? Cause I was infuriated for the entire match. I don't think like, this was like a dud or anything like the match itself. If like, I look yeah. at it in that cage, way. Ma- cage match says 3.73. That's essentially a 1.5 out of five. Stars. Yeah. It wasn't like that bad. It, it, the story was right. Yeah. Like, you know, like the match itself. was. Like, story. It was like, I thought, I thought we were here. We want more stories in AEW. I thought this is what people wanted. Is I got stories. my story two matches prior. Also, also, losing in defeat or uh, winning in defeat. I watched Will Ospreay versus Shota Umino. I know what that looks like. Just happened. Shooter comes out of it looking better. Like, it's comes, just so simple. 
But he comes out of it looking better because fucking Will Ospreay is the the best wrestler and one of the most over people in that company. <laughs> Not well, MJF. You know, you know, pay a little respect to Shota's performance, please. But, also true. But you got my point. You the my performance point. also matter. It, like it's a to get someone over in defeat is a factor of both sides need to work together. Can you make and, it great at it? Truthfully, this entire match felt like it was MJF working with MJF, and Jay White was just, hey, you need to do this. This guy had one of the best matches in the Tokyo Dome this year. This year. The only, I haven't rated my matches on full gear yet, but this guy, I gave the only five star match in my year this year so far, and I know that's going to upset people. In the Tokyo Dome, psychotic. this I know psychotic. Yeah. I gotta look back in the match and readjust probably. Um, but the right now it stands the only five star match I given out was Jay White, and here he is putting in a dog shit performance that felt like he could have been any mother trucker out there instead of Jay yeah. White. His performance didn't matter. He made everything more believable. Things that he was doing He's more so believable. Good. That's He's very good at it. But it, the crowd doesn't care. They're waiting for ref bumps to see the devil show up. And then they don't even get that payoff. So what the hell are we doing? No, they don't. They don't. Um, we can move on. <laughs> we'll go back to the opener, I guess. We'll go down the card. All Six right. man tag team match. Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting defeats. I didn't realize they have a full on name according to Cage Match. The Patriarchy. Christian Cage, yeah. Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. Yeah, I thought this was a good start to the show. Sting trios matches do well. Um, crowd was solid hot opener. for it. Solid opener for sure. Crowd was hot for it. They per they they did the match perfectly. They had Darby took take the abuse so that Edge and Sting could shine. That um, was it. Was I think it was a choke, a slam. choke slam onto the apron. Oh my! God. I was I was talking to a, <laughs> I was talking to a friend about it. And they were like how they were t- they were talking to one of their friends who only watches pay per views. Like that's mm-hmm. all they watch for wrestling, and they were in shock by that that uh bump. And I was like. Tell them it's like the 20th worst bump of Darby's year. <laughs> what sucks about that bump is it made the Adam Page Swerve Strickland DVD bump onto the concrete uh, block. Seem normal. Seem normal. Because yeah. Darby sold it like death. And it- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I think Darby's was uh, less safe. <laughs> well, agreed. Like, In a weird way, way I just agree. Chuck, so I get it. But, uh, uh, yeah, this match was perfectly executed. Darby takes a lot of the abuse, and then the baby faces go over. Christian played his role to perfection, just sprinting away like a cartoon um, bad guy, where he's just like, oh, get away from me!" Like I think they're doing. I, I, uh, I complained a little bit about how this story shifted the past couple weeks, but I felt like this match helped get it back on track. You felt the energy for Edge and Christian in the ring. And I think that's the most important part for when we get to World's End is that these two, like, people want to see these two face off. And truthfully, Christian's probably going to give Edge Edge's, one of Edge's best matches since coming back. Um, for me, he, he's got to beat the Edge and Seth Rollins uh, Hell in a Cell match yeah. from Once Upon a Time, which... I'm not, I don't know if they can do, but they're going to try. And I'm sure they probably will have a stipulation, truthfully, because I just can't see them wrestling straight up. 
Yeah, I think Edge's Adam Copeland's refusal of the call of hurting Christian for the last couple of weeks was an interesting angle that I don't think quite worked because yeah. now that he's want to see them fight. <laughs> you want to see them fight. It's wrestling. You want to see them fight. And that refusal of the call where it makes sense in storytelling, you know, and 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 writing TV or movies where yeah. it makes sense there. In wrestling, it doesn't work all the time. And this one, I don't think it fully worked. Because once you got them in the ring, I, I, you know, I don't necessarily think it deserved a, what was it, a holy shit chant or whatever. No, um, no. I was like, I've seen them in the ring before, but that's fine. <laughs> but but the idea is still there of like, you now want to see them wrestle. And if we get this one-on-one match at World's End, then th- I think that makes sense. I don't think they touched once in this match. Um, I don't think they did. Um, but ultimately, like, yeah, maybe hit them once, but not enough. Uh, Rick Flair got involved in the match too. Yeah, Rick uh, Flair fucking sucks, bro. Hate that guy. <laughs> Christian Cage is a baby face. The Rick Flair low blow from uh, Christian Cage, the first of the night. <laughs> first of the night, the most effective of the night because I cheered. No. Um, I think uh, the one thing I will say about this is that in kayfabe, how unfair these teams are. What do you mean? Like, how is Christian Cage like, yeah, my team's Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne, and I'm going against Sting, Edge, and Darby Allen. Like, what a <laughs> what an L for the heel. Yeah. It's like, I have no defense. Like, that's why he ran away. Good for Nick Wayne, though, right? He's uh, in there with yeah. some of the top stars. Was he 19 years old, 18-year-old Nick Wayne? He's in there with yeah. Sting. Did you see that Nick Wayne bump on the guardrail when Sting threw him into it? Very yeah, early that was much. Was Sting crazy. was just sort of like, whoa, kid, <laughs> you don't you know, you know, got to bump that higher for me. I appreciate it, but no, whoa, yeah. hold on. He's like, all right, cool. Uh, but yeah, hot start. Uh, this is how you should open a show, I think. I um, agree. It was, ni- it was nice to see a Sting match open a show like this. I fully agree. Uh, so that he can quickly go to bed <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Oh, and he can quickly go to bed, and Darby Allen can quickly go in that red eye to Mount Everest. Uh, um, yeah. Didn't realize that was happening this week. He's climbing Mount Everest. That's this week. Well, he according to Tony Schiavone, he has a red eye after this match to take to fly to Nepal to get prepared for the Mount Everest thing. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that was next I, year. <laughs> I thought it was too, but I don't know. I, maybe I'm mistaken or maybe Tony Schiavone or didn't make understand it. But if that's happening now, it's like, is this the will this be the last ever Darby Allen match? I don't know. I don't, like, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. So. I'm fascinated, but well, anyways, AEW international title match, Orange Cassidy defeats John Moxley. Of course, Orange Cassidy gets, you know, defends his international title, but gets that win back um, against John Moxley as well. What do you think about this match? I think I like this match more than you did. So why did you not really? I like was so match? underwhelmed by this match. Underwhelmed. Why were you underwhelmed? Well, because they had a great, fantastic main event at All Out. Yeah. And this just didn't hit any of those marks for me. Like it was. I agree. Was, I like the match, but I also agree that for me, point. I felt like I was just watching Moxley no sell a lot of things, and then Cassidy finally got the upper hand because there was a turnbuckle, and that 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 didn't do it for me. I thought the ending was kind of anticlimactic. Um, so yeah, I was just I was just overall let down by it. Like it it. it to, that's all I remember is Orange Cassidy offense and uh, the turnbuckle spot, and he won. Like it was just a very underwhelming match in every way. It was it was like 
aggressively fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. It was definitely the last match. I last match in the main event. I gave it four and a half stars and this, I don't know. I'll probably give it three and a quarter, three and a half. I mean, that's a massive step down. Right. Um, but you know, I think for me, it's sort of the, for me, it's sort of the expectation, knowing that the last one was the main event and knowing this one's just going to be a match on the card, especially the second match on the card, it, it helped change my uh, thought process there. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to be as great as the last one. It sucks because it's like, I don't know what, you can't really get up to that level at that point um, unless you're in another main event slot. Um, I think they should have maybe saved this for a TV main event and then they could have done a fantastic match similar to the first one that would have been working better i agree uh orange cassidy winning with the turnbuckle and then the constant barrage of uh, superman punches was a little too much for what orange cassidy should get should need i would have liked more if it was a dirtier pin or dirtier thing from orange cassidy um than an accidental double turnbuckle spot um I just I guess don't know when John Moxley like became Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, like did I miss that? I thought I, I was going to say I think Chris Statlander became Brock Lesnar during her match. Um, yeah, I'm not, well, what do you mean by John, by Brock Lesnar? Just like the guy like, that like, you know, you know when you watch like down. a Brock, you know, like when you watch a Brock match and like if he's facing a smaller opponent, like they'll hit him like a million times and he'll just do like the wobbly thing, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, I believe it because like Brock's Brock and he's the, humongous. The Terry Funk, the Terry Funk, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like he's huge, but like I, when did Moxley start doing this? Yeah, this week. When he no sold the orange punch, like Superman punch, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Um. That. Why when did they call it Superman punch? Thing? Why don't they call it the orange punch? Do they call it the orange punch? No, I think they just call it the Superman punch. I have no idea. Um. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, that was my that was my main problem because I was like, I. Is this like part of the story that I missed? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when when did he become like this? indestructible force that lost the phoenix a month ago yeah i think it's this idea of like he was an indestructible force a little bit in their main event match at all in all, all yeah out. but we lost the we lost that since then i agree that, that he, got injured. <laughs> he, got <laughs> he got injured he got injured and had to go and lose the, the title and lost the title of phoenix so it's like it, it's there's a little bit of a weight and balance there um i will say though john moxley losing doesn't get the title that helps me out in my uh, New Japan IC title triple threat match coming up. That helps my theory out of, ooh, maybe David Finley doesn't win the IC title. I'll also give a hot take here. I don't enjoy Orange Cassidy matches for the most part. Really? Really? Like, I think a lot of his strikes just... Unbelievable? No, I wouldn't say unbelievable, because I'm I'm someone who watches wrestling and, uh, you know, takes the unbelievable part out of it. But, like, I'm watching him, like... You know when he like fakes the kicks and then he starts kicking him harder. I yeah. was like, these are like the worst kicks I've ever seen. I was like, what are we what are we doing here? I was like, well, just like the, the fake kicks look worse or but, the real kicks? No, the the real ones. The real ones look the same. Like just with more movement in his body. <laughs> like, I do like John Moxley doing the fake kicks during this match. I did like that. That was my probably my favorite point of the match. Yeah. Um, I I would like to move on from this. I'm well, like this. They're not. 
I don't want to move on because I know what the next match is. And the next match is... The no, game. no, no. I would like them to move on from the story. Oh, and okay. And just have Moxley do something else. Yeah, next I think... match, I could... Yeah, I'm good. I'm guessing that we're moving on from the story. I don't know where we go now because we all thought this was going to be back on the rails of Orange Cast. You know, John Moxley winning the title and go back to what we're doing. Now it's something completely different. What is that going to be? I really don't know where we're going with Orange Cassidy. I guess we'll find out on Dynamite. Are they going to keep John Moxley out of the Continental Classic? I feel like that's against his everything to get to stay out of that thing. Probably. Maybe. They might put him in. They can't have Orange in it. They can't have Orange no. in it because he has the title. Good. That would be weird. Good. Don't so Moxley him. could be in it. That'd Don't be, want him in it. I'll, da- I'll be down with that though. I mean, well, because I was thinking about it, I was like, how do you keep the top three Blackpool Combat Club people out of this tournament? Like, you have Danielson in already. Yeah. Well, a- if, it's two, if you have two brackets, you put Moxley on the other side. My point is, like, a G1 tournament fits all three of their mindsets. Yeah. It's like, how do you keep Claudio out then, too? It's like, yeah. That's a good do you point. just put them all in? I'm gonna be against it. I sure. I I will tell you this: if you if John Moxley and Claudio are the next two added to this tournament, I will not be upset. It would be interesting. I think you put at least one of them on the other side, and then you can do and you can convincingly get away with doing like Daniel. Kenny Omega Moxley. better be in that thing. We're not previewing it yet, but keep better be in that thing. Let's just preview it because I I let's preview it because I fully don't know when Eddie Kingston's promo about it happened. So yeah, that's true. I have no idea when that happened. So Eddie Kingston comes out. He talks about he does a little promo backstage with Big Bill's fiance, um, where he talks, <laughs> uh, where he talks about I love the Big Bill. Continental Classic. We found out, I think, earlier in the night. Maybe this is the spot where we find out that Mark Briscoe is going to be a member of the Continental yeah. Classic, um, and we find like out that later. Ed. Yep, I like that. I like that addition. Uh, we find out later in the night that Eddie Kingston is also going to be joining it. So now it's Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson, Andrade, and Mark Briscoe. Uh, but Eddie Kingston is going to do something different. He's going to put up his Ring of Honor World Title Belt. He's going to put up his strong. New Japan Strong Title Belt um, for every match that he's in. So we're going to get a title I, that changes hand so, multiple times. So they changed that kind they of. They did change that, didn't they? Tony I, Khan changed that later, right? Yeah. So it sounds like just the winner of the tournament gets all the belts <laughs> yeah i mean either either or the winner would get all the belts because they would just they would just pass around the ring of honor world title all sure the then... but what if eddie kingston and mark briscoe face the last day and mark briscoe's own four and eddie kingston's whatever oh, and mark briscoe do, won you gotta do mark briscoe and eddie kingston in the same bracket don't you oh well yes um but like just like think of that and I, the way like some people took it last night, I thought the Ring of Honor World Title was dead. Yeah. I don't know if it's dead. It sounds kind of dead. I'm not sure yet though, so I won't say anything. But it sounds kind of dead. And the yeah. strong, the strong openweight title also sounds pretty dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so they the announcement basically is that he's putting his titles online, and the winner also gets not only those two title belts, but also a brand new, never before heard of continental championship that is suddenly new in this company they can't uh, have that, three mid-card belts which well it's three mid-card belts but it sounds like the title only is defended every year in the tournament that's what I, that's what i got from the presser but the idea uh, being is that this is a new triple crown title 
a, a AEW Triple Crown Championship, which Quinn Evans writes is one of the messiest and confusing ideas they've ever had. Did you see the main event? Uh, <laughs> but this idea of we now have a Triple Crown Champion that seemingly is defended every year, but one of them is also the world title and one of them is the New Japan Strong title. This symbol of unity between the three promotions is nice, but the moment you start thinking two beyond promotions. that, Two promotions. Yeah, two, three, if you count Ring of Honor is what I'm doing there. But we all know what that really is. Um, if you if you if you look at it on paper, it's like, okay, that's a nice moment of unity, but ultimately it's like, okay, is is the Ring of Honor world title dead? Is that no longer being defended individually? Right? Like if we're going to make a new triple crown championship. There's a lot of history and prestige getting nuked. Yeah, if the Triple Crown Championship is existing now, then it's just that. Then we're not then then it can't be like, oh, the Triple Crown Champion and then the Ring of Honor World Champion defends it at final battle and loses it before the end of the tournament. And have, now it's and now have, it's a, not a Triple Crown, it's a Double Crown Champion. Have we considered Hear me out here that the winner of this tournament just challenges for the world title? Have we considered that? That would make sense. So so here are the rules for the actual thing, which, by the way, they did not give me a time limit for these matches, which annoys the shit out of me. I need yeah. to know if this is 15, 20, 30. I need to know how many draws I should start expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is allowed ringside. You're, you're, no getting, prefer- you're getting stardom flashbacks, getting five-star flashbacks of well, so many at draws. Least with, at least with stardom, I know what to expect. I have no idea what to expect for this. This is brand new. Yeah. Are we doing the 20-minute time limit? I think we should, because I think that's fine for TV. Uh, 15 is fine, too. Do not do 30. Uh, anyways, no one is allowed ringside. No interference. Three points for a win. Mm-hmm. One for a draw. There's They're not creating new titles. They're unifying a triple crown. A triple crown you, you, that doesn't exist. You, you Wait, wait. Tony Khan said that? They're not unifying titles? They're just doing that's, a triple crown? Yeah. They're unifying a triple crown, whatever. And they're not that creating means. titles. You are creating a title. <laughs> I don't understand this. And then the winner, I hope, by the way, I hope the Continental Championship is just like a trophy. Um, I like trophies. I like they're always good. And the winner will compete in next year's tourney. So that's how you see the defense, I guess. So um, the Continental title is defended every year at the tournament. Yeah. The Ring of Honor World Title and the New Japan Strong Title can presumably still be defended, but if you lose it, you then are no longer a Triple Crown Champion. Brother, I don't know. <laughs> so, so that's the problem. People in New, New Japan fans, the thin Ring of Honor fans exist are especially the, especially the New Japan fans are very upset this idea of yeah, and they fully believe it is a morphing of these New Japan Strong Titles as yeah. going becoming a Triple Crown Title, and yeah. Eddie Kingston is is dropping the strong title in the ring of honor world title. And it's just getting it without putting anyone over. And that's upsetting a bunch of new Japan fans. How do you yeah. feel about that? Idea, that concept? Um, um, I think uh, we're starting to see how new Japan feels about America as is. And I think they're starting to trend more and more away from it. So mm-hmm. maybe this is their way of being like, yeah, you can get rid of these titles. <laughs> Like, that's kind of how I'm starting to see it, because, like, the strong brand that already started to kill earlier this year, right? Like That's fair, yeah. It went away from the tapings to just do special events that are spaced out oddly. 
Um, there's only like one event set next year so far, which is Battle in the Valley. So, you know, it was a big one last year. But like, I'm I'm starting to see them maybe realize that they can focus elsewhere, and maybe this is just me being kind of in line with the Bushi Road thinking things with Stardom because you know they're doing the Southeast Asia stuff. Yeah. Um, but New Japan's part of that. So maybe that's, you know, I just don't remember them like really giving any emphasis in that uh, joint presentation about America. Mm-hmm. So maybe we're slowly going away from it. Maybe this is part of it. Uh, I don't really have much qualms about the strong open weight title going away, but that's because New Japan has so many titles. Like, who cares? And New, and like you said, New Japan has been actively diminishing the strong brand a little bit. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to see? This this is from uh, Jim Valley tweeted this. Tony Khan said this is part of the press. I have it loaded up. The sports based product. Yeah, if you want a sports based product, put your fucking money where your mouth is and strap in. There's a quote. The Continental Classic. Yes, put your fucking mouth where your where your money or your money where your mouth is. That is an actual quote. He is telling his fans to do that telling the hardcore fan base to put your money where your mouth is and watch the product essentially shut up and watch it well here's the thing tony khan is and i saw someone tweet this out and i agree with the tweet i forget who it was so i apologize but i would argue that hardcore fans have been putting where the mouth put their money where their mouth is and that is We're insane, so that's different. Uh, I, my point there is, uh, I would argue that hardcore fans are putting their money where their mouth is by buying less tickets, watching less of your television product, and actively enjoying your product less. So they are. You know, if you're saying put your money where your mouth is, you're, there's a better way to ask. Please come back to my company. Uh, yeah, yeah. And watch the hey, hardcore hey. wrestling that you loved before. TK, my boy, Tony Khan, my guy. I'm excited for the Continental Classic. I want you to know that, my friend. But don't don't start yelling at me. Not, this isn't my fault. I'm on your side. I've been trying to cheer for you. I'm about to praise the hell out of Swerve versus Hangman. I'm about to praise the hell out of the Continental Classic because at the end of the day, this is what the alternative is. No, the alternative is bringing a G1 round-robin style tournament to America and hopefully, please, doing it right. Now, listen. At the end of the day, I don't love what the winner is getting. I think just a title shot is simple. I I think you would agree, especially after getting rid of the full gear eliminator tournament. I think this would be a fine way to, you know, get a title shot for like revolution or something, whatever. If that's not what you want, fine. I have no idea. Maybe they still do. Point being, I'm going to watch it and I know it's going to be great because listen, Brian Danielson, Mark Briscoe, Andrade Alidolo, Eddie Kingston. That's one hell of a start. Yeah. That's one hell of a start. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, but I've been doing it. That's why I'm asking for more of this. Um, I, I found out it was Andrew Rich that tweeted that, that concept. And his full quote was, in regards to Tony Khan's comments, what a bunch of crap. <laughs> Tony, you booked the stuff that has made those fans critical and turn away. The onus is on you. And I guess a lot of them are putting their money where their mouth is because they're not buying your tickets or watching your television. 
uh, roast it. That that though, I think what he's saying is the that these tournament matches better get a lot of viewers. <laughs> well, yeah, they better, but you can't you can't say put your fucking money where your mouth is. You can't do that. Here's an uh, idea. This is my biggest gripe about all of this. Why didn't you release the blocks on this pay per view? I fully agree. I fully agree. <laughs> Why are you going to do it on social media? Yes. Why are we finding out on social media? Put it on here. Get me excited. Your pay-per-view people. A hundred thousand people just bought your pay-per-view. Get them to watch your television product. Oh my god. It's like at, it's at so... least announce a match that is happening on Wednesday. Like, like announce Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston or something, right? Yes. It's like just do that. People are gonna be like, oh boy, you know, they're gonna do the old Ryan boy howdy situation. They're gonna get themselves excited for that. Remember, they had a tournament during this year, and this is the last tournament of the year of the twelve billion tournaments this year in AEW. Remember, they had a tournament this year where we didn't know all the participants or anything until like yes. halfway during the tournament. Yes, the one that started the MJF and Adam Cole feud. Yes. How oh yeah, you're right. That's what it was. Yes. Oh, the one that. So you're saying the storyline and the logic didn't make sense in that tournament either. <laughs> Uh, interesting i am excited for the continental classic but there's the rollout of this has been so un we know it, it, it we know feels a third. like we only know a third of the people let's say this when they aired the continental classic it's starting to feel like they thought of that idea that same week yeah and it's really showing like and apparently this has been in the works. Okay, give me some names. Give me some blocks. Give me the names. Give me the blocks, brother. Like, come on. You know them. You have to know them. It starts on Wednesday. <laughs> Get me excited for it. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, God. Don't tell me to put my money where my mouth is. I can't put money on something I don't even know what it is. God. Uh, yes. Fantastic point. Anyways, let's move. Talk about the whole show still. (laughs) Hour and 30 in. I'm going to fly through this one, I think. AEW Women's World title match. Tony Storm defeats Akaro Shida 10 minutes and 25 seconds. What was the point of putting (laughs) the belt back on Akaro Shida? Tony Storm couldn't beat Soraya? It would have made sense within the storyline. No shit. What the hell are we doing? I feel bad for Shida. Um, uh, you know, it's my only plus out of all this. And it's not really a plus. It's more of just a hope. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the end, this helps Mariah May. Maybe. (laughs) That's my only hope. Because otherwise, I am so done with the timeless Tony stuff. What? (laughs) You know, it's funny. Do you remember, like, then the bell rings? Remember when Adam Cole said that about Karrion Cross or whatever? Like... Carrie Cross gets this big special entrance, and then the the and then the match rings, and you suck pretty much. Yeah, the problem is I don't enjoy the pre-match stuff either. I don't enjoy any of it. I'm not enjoying t- Timeless Tony Storm went from like this funny, like she's losing her mind gimmick to oh, she's Marilyn Monroe. She's an actress from the fifties. Ha 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 ha! She's making short films. Ha 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 ha! It, it's jumped the shark. I I fully was on board with the, the the promos and everything beforehand. But once you're making short films, you're in black and white. You got Luther. You know you can't do this, you can't do that to the Deathmatch Legend. What are we doing? Um, the company. One, someone someone tweeted something out great that like in a company that has like Moxley, Japanese yeah. Deathmatch Legend, Luther, that Hangman's the best Deathmatch wrestler. I was like. 
I don't know if how many people actually know that Luther is that because <laughs> now he's, he's not, that, not that in this company for sure. No. Um, yeah, the the most egregious like late stage Vince Russo WWE or WCW bit, and she's already done it before. She did in the Emmy Sakura Rampage match, but this idea of having a script and then ripping it up, it's like, what are we doing? It's so it's so jump the, the script of the story. Yeah, it, it is so jump the shark. It is so hat on a hat that it is. The first minute where I was like, oh shit, they're wrestling. All right, here we go. And then they just and the 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 steel pan, pan the the ladle. What are we ladle. doing with this ladle? It is so obviously there. Ref blindness on a full tilt. I was like, uh, it's sticking out of her ass. Like literally you can it is fully see it. <laughs> it was like this is not hidden. This is not hidden at all. This is not a hidden ladle. It is a full on uh as, as right right <laughs> as the world can see uh ladle that's just sticking out of her ass falling down her short her trunks uh and what are we, what what are we doing <laughs> but i digress but i digress. um tony storm's your champion i'm upset uh, do you remember a few weeks ago uh, for for the listeners at home? You you probably heard us talk about the AEW, the state of AEW, right? And I said one of the things I really like about the company is their women's champions. So so they said, "Fuck you, Scott E." <laughs> Did you enjoy something? <laughs> it would be a shame if we ruined that for you. Yeah. I think one ah! the, I think one of the things I said I enjoyed is at least they put on great pay per views, and uh, this oh, is a, hey, hey 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 there's some there's some great there's a great this isn't there's their a great worst pay per view. What's the worst pay per view? This isn't even their worst pay per view this year. What was it? What was the other one? A Revolution or something that was like so bad in the last Double two matches? Were good? Was that Double or Nothing? Yeah, with um, there was one yeah. pay per view that was like every match sucked, and then the last Double two were good. Okay, good. Yeah, because. Cause uh, I think Tony like tries to toss that into like, oh, our pay per view run. And everyone's like, <laughs> no, not that one, brother. Um, I'm glad the company is making so much money, uh, but it's very apparent that none of it matters. AW World Tag Team Title Four Way Ladder Match. Speaking of uh, WWE bullshit, uh, Four Way Ladder hey, Match. Hey, 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 this is the only WWE bullshit I liked of the night. Uh, Big Bill and Ricky Starks retain their titles against the Kings of the Black Throne. Uh, to go and Roosh and FTR. What do you think of this? Here's how much I wish this card was better. This was my second favorite match of the night. This was not supposed to be my second favorite match of the night. This was supposed to be like maybe fifth. You know, like looking at the card, I was like, all right, you know, Moxley and Cassidy, uh, 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 the the Young Bucks match. Um, 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 hopefully the main event. Silly me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like these things should all be better, but no, but no, but no. And don't get me wrong. These these I looked at these four teams and I was like, how the hell is this going to be an entertaining ladder match? Like this is like these, none of these teams really fly. Like they have Drillistico, but Drillistico is a rather grounded luchador for the most part, right? Like yeah. he doesn't. He's not a he's not a Phoenix or a Vikingo where he's going to jump off of something. Um, well, was I wrong? Um, they, they they didn't need it because they had Brody King killing people, and Brody King's awesome, and Big Bill's awesome, and 
Roosh is awesome. You know, most importantly, Roosh. During this match, this was after the Tony Storm stuff. Um, and uh, I think they also announced that Adam Cole was going to be in the main event at this point. Yeah. And Ryan <laughs> messaged me, is AEW dead? And then immediately Roosh had his entry. He said, never mind, Roosh is on TV. We're back. <laughs> Tranquilo, Tranquilo, fine. And who is the biggest star in this match? Who was the crowd rooting for the whole match? Roosh. Who made sure the crowd was rooting for him during the entire match? Hey, hey, hey he's a worker. He's a, he's a real worker. worker. Good. He, I love it. He, he should be a champion. He is awesome. I love Roosh. He's been one of the best parts of TV since walking back in, finally. Yeah. Uh, Brody King's pile driver spot, the Gonzo Bomb. Uh, fantastic fantastic spot even the pile driver with uh cash wheeler and malachi black was good malachi didn't do a lot in this match um the one spot doesn't do a lot in any of his matches fair point (laughs) the one spot i didn't quite like just because it was it felt full-on wb contrived bs was dax harwood doing the twirly bird ladder on his his neck and shoulders Uh, yeah i hate that spot you can I've yeah seen, i never have liked that spot i've yeah. seen it done logically where it makes sense where people are also in the ring and then you do that sure, and you knock sure, them sure, out sure, sure. but when it's no one in the ring you put that on and then yeah. people just randomly at this point all decide to enter the ring and just immediately get knocked out or don't don't duck it's it's very foolish it, it it looks very silly and i did enjoy that but otherwise i agree i thought this was a really good match I, I tweeted out saying that it was like this was a multi this is a wwe-esque multi-man ladder match with blood and pile drivers. So very good. <laughs> a very good match. Yeah, I, I loved it. I just um I just wish it wasn't <laughs> my second favorite match on the show. That's fair. AWTBS title match. Oh, Jul- whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, time out, time out. Did you like who won? Were you okay with Bill? Yeah, and- I'm fine with it. Doing- I mean, of course I would have enjoyed Roosh to get both tag belts. Uh, my uh- <laughs> yeah, just skill, you're not here. Um, <laughs> so the Golden Jets are winning these belts. Yeah, uh, I would think so. What happened to the tag division that I loved? I love Kenny and Jericho, but I want Kenny to be done with tag team wrestling. <sighs> we're we're just recycling what happened Trios. in the beginning of tor- AEW. Tr- yeah, except it's not with Hangman, so I'm far less interested. <laughs> Uh, AWTBS title match. Julia Hart gets to steal the win pinfall over Chris Statlander and Sky Blue. I enjoy Julia Hart's improved a lot and she's gotten a lot better. Um, I wouldn't at this time would have put the title on her because she's still very young and she's still improving. And you talked to, she no, I watched her. I watched the scrum. <laughs> yeah. She's talking about the script presser, like how she's still learning and all this stuff. Uh, but she seems very, she had the most world answers yes she's like uh, yeah yes though jim valley asked about uh Keiji, um the moves, the mist. A baby and he, she was like huh Shit. <laughs> she said, jim valley do you really think julia hart is on, up to date for kenji muto lord Come i on. don't care i appreciate it because she was like well he's he's got me beat i was like <laughs> yeah you're damn right time for you to go make a child but never mind <laughs> oh no uh julia Hart. that's what he did he made a child with his mist she's still very young she's still very much improving she's way better than what she was before i wouldn't have necessarily put the title on her yet i think a title makes sense later 
but Chris Statler was doing really well. I wouldn't have taken the title off of Chris Statler. I'm not fully upset about Julia winning the title, but I'm just sort of like, okay, I wouldn't have expected it now, but I'll take it. They're 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 striking while the iron's hot. Yeah, it makes you sense. Know? I get it. I think she. <sighs> Here I said this to you. Here's the difference between Julia Hart and Tony Storm, and it's probably why I don't mind. I don't actually mind Julia Hart winning. Um, I just wish one of Sheeta or Chris Statlander were still champion. That's fair. Because I think a work rate champion would have been nice. Um, but silly me in this division. Um, the we difference have, is both of our women's champions are doing different levels of gimmick. Yeah. The difference is that uh julia hart pre you know has full and this is funny because she is the very much not the veteran of the two mm-hmm. but she has an understanding of her character and she really carries it out well but when the bell rings she just wrestles yeah yeah there's not there's no there's no lore there's like she just wrestles there's no magic there's no, no magic she, she just wrestles when Tony Storm's bell, when the bell rings for Tony Storm, it's the it's the character from bell to bell, and that's my biggest problem. Now Julia Hart, I think, has had some solid appearances over the past couple months, and you know what? I again, I'm fine with striking when the iron's hot. I understand the title change here. Yep. Um, and I think the again, my frustration isn't that she's champion. My frustration is that Chris Statlander isn't. Because I yeah. think she did her such a good job with that belt. I agree. Uh, there's a Julia Hart throws a lariat in this match that was like, whoa, whole damn, whoa, where did that? Yeah, she from? does some things, and I'm like, okay, like I, I firmly believe she's one of the top women's prospects in America and mm-hmm. comfortably because she has the character down, and there's clearly skill on the wrestling side. Do you learn while you're champion? We've seen how that went with Jade, so we'll see. But uh, at least she's a good character and whatever. Uh, Sky Blue, by the way, very done with. Uh, I I don't like this thing that we're doing here. Well, the good news is that Sky Blue is um one hurt heel glove away from uh fully embracing her Alexa Bliss cosplay. Yeah, you uh, said that. Yeah, that was good. That's good. Yeah. So new music. I'm going to get pinned. That's the only good news. New music throws down her hat, puts on a, a dark, spooky crown, and Excalibur yelling on commentary. Is this the final transformation of Sky Blue? What are you, we doing? You know, it's my, I, I will say this. My one other um, fault of the night here is like, if Chris was going to lose this title, I was hoping she would go for the world title. I don't want her losing the Tony Storm. Yeah. Because the Tony Storm thing, if they're doing that all about Eve storyline, yeah, and the Tony it's Storm. Be Mariah. And then, then it's going to be a match where, like J- like Adam Cole, Mariah May has to defend the the title on behalf of Tony Storm, and then Mariah May retains it and becomes the champion somehow. You know, like it's going to be something like that. You know, I just want to tell everyone Mariah May is a lot better than current Tony Storm. All right, continue. Um, Texas Death Match, Swerve Strickland, Adam Page. I wish I could play Swerve's music. Uh, I can't, but I want to. Uh, uh, this this was amazing. This was everything that pro wrestling should be. This is this. You know, you know how I explain this match. Ryan.
Yeah, that's all we can play. Long enough. I appreciate you being the one that controlled the button there. <laughs> um, this is everything AEW is supposed to be. From bell to bell, this match was. This is why they're that that this is why they're the alternative. This is why this company exists. Hangman Page, I think, is maybe the greatest storyteller in this company. I I, I don't know if there's anyone better at telling stories than him because. Mo- many of the best matches in AEW history have Hangman Page in them. The match with the Young Bucks, of course, the matches with Danielson, the matches with Moxley, right? The list goes on and on. He is an all-time type storyteller who deserves to be at the top of this company year after year after year. And the fact that we got away from that because of one man is a very unfortunate truth. And I'm happy we're getting back there, but we need to keep getting back there. Also, Swerve Strickland, I've been saying it for over a year now on this goddamn show. He is the guy you want to push. If you walked away from this match and thought anything other than hang, uh, well, hangman's great too, uh, but that Swerve Strickland isn't the guy that should be in AEW world champion within the next year, I don't know what you're watching. He has the heel character down to a T to a T my only critique of this match. It would have got five stars for me is the running. Yeah. I the running, agree. The running annoyed me. I understood it because again, they're going for this, you know, you're supposed to do spies, swerve and love hangman right so yeah. swerve not only gets pulled out by prince nana to save him and say keep him in the match but then twice. they have help twice, twice. Yeah. but then he has help and stuff like that i get that it's an escalation but, I, but the escalation doesn't lead to the finish either right like and, and ultimately hangman looks badass right because he still kills cage he still kills nana and it's like man this guy is this guy is a cowboy he is like he is the baby face of this company like that's what i was feeling when i was watching this Mm -hmm. and he still lost because swerve swerve went far like too far he hits him with a cinder block then he hangs the hangman to win and it's like a perfect ending that is my only critique it's a nitpick it's it does it doesn't take away from what was one of the great aw matches one of the great death matches this was a death match this was swerve going back to czw slash lucha underground days this was hangman just continuing his all-time uh you know stipulation method like you put him in texas death you're getting an all-timer that's where we've reached yeah and it was phenomenal phenomenal match save the show <laughs> in many ways um it will thankfully this is what full gear should be remembered for i think it will just because of the imagery we had in this match right we had a crimson mask wasn't the last time we had a full-on crimson mask which swerve had oh it's phenomenal Insane. like when he poured the water on him and yeah. the blood and water was pouring off of him like what an image the bloodthirsty hangman Adam Page. Oh my god. I loved, 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 loved these this match. Loved these two. I think you said it great. Their first match was fantastic, and this was that much better. Yeah. Than, right? Yeah. Again, would have they been su- they successfully escalated, other than the Brian Cage, uh, their match from previous. Would have like I said, I, I feel it would have been easy five stars for me if 
the Brian Cage thing didn't happen. The first match I went four and a quarter on. I think I'm going to go four and three quarters on this one. That's what I that's, have. It's it's in my top five matches yeah. of the year. Speaking of, it's so it's uh, for AEW on Cage Match. It's currently at number four. Uh, what are we? What's ahead of it? Okay. Uh, ahead of it, and... number one is the Young Bucks versus Page and Omega. Uh, oh, all time, all time. These are all time. Yeah. Uh, Brian Danielson versus MJF, number two. Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr., number three, and then Swerve Page four. Right behind that one at number five is Omega Osprey. That's a, a some would say an elite tier uh, of matches right there. Um, Hang, Hangman's incredible. That's all. That's Swerve and Hangman are, and they're so good, and they have such good chemistry in the ring. Yeah. Like the, the match flowed and escalated so well. From I spot, love the start spot, of it. Spot. Hangman yeah. didn't wait Whoa. for his music. He just bang right into that, it. Speak talking about the escalation. That's a, I'm glad you brought that up. Starting off hot, going straight into a finish of a match. The 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 buckshot lariat. All right, now we have to escalate from there. We have to still create a climax to a match. We start with what a normal finish would be and get build a climax too. All right, we're going to do cinder blocks. We're going to do glass. We're going to do barbed wire. That chair shot to the back of the head that in slow motion we saw that barbed wire break off and wrap around Adam Page's face. That was brutal. The staple gun, everything they did was escalated based off of what a normal finish of a match would be into the into a revolution of this year match ending where uh, uh, Swerve knocks out Adam Page by hanging him. Uh, and direct competition composition to uh, what Adam Page did to John Moxley earlier this year. Um, it was fantastic. It was great. I fully believe we're going to continue this storyline. Adam Page has not gotten his revenge. Swerve, I think, will feel satisfied, so he's going to try and move on. But Adam Page is going to pull him back, and that's why I said before I think we're going to get another match at World's End, and I think it's going to be a three stages of hell match. We're going to get glass. We're going to get blood. We're going to get everything you thought mo- from this match plus more. What is it going to be? What are the three stages? Who the hell knows? Look up Kill Shot Swerve Strickland versus Dante Fox in Lucha Underground. That is the last time I saw Swerve Strickland this brutal of a match and uh, a three stages of hell match. You'll get an idea of what we're going to get, I think, at World's End. We're coming down to desperation for Hangman Page, and I think it'll be fun to see how they work that out over yeah. the next um, few weeks. Uh, but what this feud ultimately did was this is the, this feud is the opposite of me- much of the MJF stuff. It got Hangman back to where he was, right? That was what the Moxley feud was supposed to do. Yeah. It didn't because they cooled him down with the elite stuff, I think. Yeah, it did, but then the, the elite yeah. stuff immediately cooled everything. So down. they didn't go right into something from there. So this got Hangman back to be like, oh, he is the guy of this company. And it made Swerve a made man. He is, like, for anyone that was questioning if Swerve had it, not only does he have it, He's been it for AW for the entire feud. Like he has been my favorite part of this company since they've done all of this. And I'm, I'm just grateful that uh, they, they went as far as they did, you know, with the, like, this was a match that needed the blood. This was a match that needed the stapling and the cinder block. It needed every bit of what they had, except for the run-in by Brian Cage. That yeah. is my one thing. That is my one thing. And that was my that was one of my problems with the 
Kenny and Osprey too when Don mm-hmm. Callis ran in. It's just like it's almost like you can't help yourself. You know, it's yeah. like I don't need this. Like Prince not helping was enough for me. It was perfect. It's it's booking getting actively in the way of the match, yeah. and you can feel it. It's like it, this was unnecessary. It all it really was unnecessary. You can completely remove her from the match, and it didn't yeah. lead to the finish in any way. Um, yeah. It was just like another distraction that helped elevate it if, more, but it wasn't un, it didn't quite work as an elevation. If you take all the cage stuff out and and still do the Nana thing, yeah, I think that like it's perfect. I think it's, it's a five star match. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it, I'm frustrated that it wasn't. It did have that. At the end of the day, I'm not that frustrated. It's one of my favorite matches of the year, my yeah. AW match of the year, but it just would have been perfect. Yeah. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Title Match, the number one contendership. Uh, Golden Jets, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega defeat the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson. Uh, 21 minutes of, I think, just solid tag team wrestling. They were in a very incredibly tough spot as the cool down match after the Texas death match. But I think yeah, they got the crowd guys, back into it. Yeah, they got, they got the crowd back into it. They knew they were the cool down. They're four professionals. They went out there, did their thing. I think they did a really good job. Um, Young Bucks lose. They lose their title shots. That means Golden Jets versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks at some point, which is nice. We got Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks has a little bit of an interaction there, so that could work. Um, Young Bucks have another uh, sissy baby tantrum afterwards. Um, And I saw Brandon Cutler tweeted out saying that they're taking time away from wrestling and going to focus on whatever. So whatever the hell that means. Um, But uh, yeah, so we're doing something like sort of Childish storyline, I guess, with the young it's, bucks. Yeah, it I'm feels like they doing. are trying to put the side of what you know the CM Punk fans call them on TV. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it yet. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at with it yet because I do think heel bucks are better than yeah. anything else. Um, I just haven't I haven't settled on it yet. I thought the match was really good. I mean. Once Kenny got there, like the switch flipped as often happens with Kenny. Um, and he just like reminds you he's the best. <laughs> like he just yeah. does that and he just went off. And it's like, man, what 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 do we do? What is so hard about making Kenny a single star in this company? Like, what is so hard about that? I don't know. Can you can you give me can you tell me? Because I don't think they know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do not know. I, I, I it's like if they I don't know. <sighs> Osprey signed, by the way. Oh yeah, Osprey signed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wanna I do wanna just touch on that. We'll do Survivor Series in two seconds. Like literally that preview will be two seconds because I think it's like three matches and it's all war games. Um well, we gotta talk about the ruffle sponsorship. That's true. That's actually the most important. That's part. the most <laughs> Um, with Osprey signing, one, how do you feel? Obviously, I think that's the most important part. How do you feel about him joining AW? Um, two, he's staying through with New Japan through New Beginnings, which I think is interesting, and then he'll be leaving. Yep, he won't. It's not just Wrestle Kingdom. Um, yep. and I do like that. I, I, I'll just say I like his um his loyalty in that respect. Mm-hmm. And three, what would you do with him in his first year? 
Um, I like Will Ospreay, obviously in AEW. Uh, uh, I, I didn't know you were going to say in AEW. <laughs> I was just like, I know I like Will Ospreay. Ospreay. He's, a, he's a pretty cool cat. Um, yeah, no. Bruv. Uh, he's a bruv. If he's leaving New Japan and has to go somewhere, obviously I want him in AEW. Uh, WWE, I talked about this before with Julia. I talked about it with Okada to a certain extent earlier in the show, where it's just like, if you go to WWE, you have to bring your style down immensely. This guy is still extremely young. He signs a three-year deal with uh, AEW. So he's still he is still young enough, honestly, where he can work three years in AEW. And then if he wants to, you know, sign off and go to WWE at that point, he'll be what? I want to say 33. yeah, he'd be he would be 33 years old. That's still young enough where he can still now make even more money in the WWE and still do everything he wanted. He can work every promotion, work AEW for three years, have a great run there, and then go off to WWE, make even more money in WWE, and limit his style starting at 33, uh, and rest, and do the WrestleMania main events and all that stuff. He's so still rough I, New Japan. Yeah. Right it, now. Yeah. It, it sucks for New Japan. At least they get to the, hopefully. They knew. Yeah, they knew it was happening, so they were, they were prepared for it. They knew it. They knew it was happening for probably a couple months we don't know actually exactly long but i would guess a couple months and yeah. they had their opportunity to build up new stars and that's on them uh, mm-hmm. if you think they if you think they built up david finley enough all right <laughs> i don't they, ultimately i will say they should have gave the belt to show but whatever yeah yeah you would think that they would have known before the show to match you would have think maybe I'm they sure would have known did. about the suji match you know yeah. um so it's you know he he had Barry Bloom in his corner before the the Shota Umino match. So at the very least they knew that. Um, yeah. It, so I think that part is on New Japan. I think New Japan is making a lot of concessions to AEW right now. Um, and I think too that is, I think it's too many. I think this one's smart. I will say. Yeah, this one's smart. He's already leaving, so you're, you should be happy at the very least that he's in AEW, that he can potentially still work New Japan, right? Yeah, um, and the rest he'll probably still work. Exactly. So these are all good things for New Japan um, because otherwise he would have just gone to WWE and you can't use them at all. At least you have the potential to use them for the next three years. How often will you actually use them? Time will tell. Um, I'm going to guess Moxley amount. Yeah, me too. I would guess a Moxley amount, which is a pretty good amount. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's what he does in his first year. Like I said, I think there's a good chance he's winning the world title at Wembley. I think that's kind of the selling point if you're trying to bring in bring in Osprey. <laughs> if he's not main eventing that show, I will be shocked. They they signed him. Tony Khan expressly said that we kind of signed Will Osprey to make sure that he can help the All In ticket sales. So so now before we're going off the brand, now we're using Will Ospreay as a draw uh, for AEW. So that's gonna be interesting for Wembley to see how this those is the first sell. time AEW's really used someone besides Chris Jericho as a draw. Yeah, it, this is gonna be a very interesting test for Will Ospreay, uh, Hall of Famer uh, Will Ospreay. Um, no, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. I apologize. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer yet. He's 30 years old, man. How could he possibly be a Hall of Famer? How, how could he? I, he he's going to get in no matter what. And if he Thanks, sells well, man. if he sells well in Wembley, then, you know, selling draw. Um, He'll be a world champion. Yeah. I think he, I think he's going to win the title. I hope he doesn't win off of MJF. I hope he wins it off of, yeah, I don't know, Adam Page. I don't know. Um, Swerve. 
Well, I don't know if Swerve. Well, I guess Swerve can beat it Swerve's off. Swerve's a heel. Yeah, Swerve's a heel. Yeah, Swerve can beat it off of. I think uh, Osprey's a babyface at this stage of the game. Like, I think everyone just wants to cheer him. I agree. Well, he's part of the Don Callis family. That's also what's interesting. Is he though? I know. like. I I think his first story will be that. I agree. I think his first story is Don Callis family. We see how that goes, and I think eventually Wembley is going to be him. Y- for you know world. what I thought about? What's that? Him and Austin Open can win the trios belts. That could work too. That could work too. Whenever whenever uh, Mark Davis comes back. Well, yeah, he's not here. He's not. He already said he's not going to be around for like three, four months still. So, yeah, it's not. It's not like we can get ready for Osprey. It's not like it's not like he's going to be in the Continental Classic. He's not around for another couple months. So it's almost like, hey, he's here, but he's not. Yeah, and then if you have, you know, uh, if you take Kyle Fletcher out of Don Cal's family and reunite the United Empire with Will Ospreay, then you have Mark Davis, Kyle Fletcher, Will Ospreay versus Hobbs, Sammy Guevara, Takeshita. And that's a good trios title match if I've ever seen one. If you told someone uh, three years ago that in the same week AEW would sign Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay, would you think that AEW and New Japan work together? <laughs> no. And I would, I would be like, well, New Japan's fucked. And I do think, to a large extent, New Japan is screwed right now. I don't think Sonata's as over as people as he should be. David Finley is definitely not over as he should be. They're they're they're, they're in a rough doing, spot. They're going to be a rough spot. I'm very interested to see how Wrestle Kingdom come, comes out because I think this, they're this in a ag- very rough spot. This again is why I think the strong slash American push is now slowly ending. They don't have a marquee star to push over here, like a marquee English speaking star. Not an American. American doesn't matter. Like Zach and Zach isn't going to pull in people here it's not there's a good, I, and i think there's a good chance zach signs away to aew when his contract comes up i could see it but he's such a weird he's such a different guy like he's just been with new japan forever like sure. he, he could just be someone that sticks he could be someone that goes um aew who who knows yeah um but he also like hates english fan uh, american fans so like he's the guy that says like it's give, showing them technical wrestling is like you know playing big toe into like a dog or something yeah um it's like well, he, did, it was, he, did it, he did it with brian danielson at, uh, yeah but every other match he's ever had before that people are like mm-hmm. which is wrong because he's zach saber jr and he's great um but my overall thought here is that going away from america probably makes a lot of sense for them they they should just I'm not saying give up totally. They should do shows from time to time, yeah. but maybe more, um, less of a brand itself instead. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can, I can see what you mean by that. Uh, I fully agree with what you're saying there. Um, New Japan strong brand at this point, I think this year was literally just the branding us shows and then the independent shows in Cork and hall. It, um, the, and the brand and draw for two of them was Mercedes. And Shingo and, you know, defending the Never title and, you know. These last two were just throwing things at a wall. Yeah, and I think that's very apparent of how they treat that brand right now. Um, Did Osprey wrestle on any strong shows? I don't think he did. I don't think think so. I I can't remember. He showed up at that first one or whatever, that first pay-per-view, Battle in the Valley. No, I I meant um, this year. 
I know he did. He wrestled before on a strong show, but like, mm-hmm. I don't think he did this year. I don't think he did either. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it, the the problem with the strong brand is that like when you have AEW and you're you're still recovering, uh, you're at same and same sort of finance level as you were pre pandemic, but you're not growing still. You still need the growth and do all that stuff, that capitalism BS. Um, but the idea of it's it's an easy thing to do is just kind of get rid of your American arm and AEW is just the American arm of your company. Yeah, you know, that's why they all, have all these partnerships now. All your tight top gaijins are leaving and fleeing over to fleeing. We're leaving to this other company. You kind of just kind of have to. The sad truth of it is you kind of are just submitting to AEW right now. Uh, this is kind of the thing that Harold Meiji, the former president of new japan kind of warned about and was like i don't want to do this because this is what would happen and this is what we're getting um by working with aew i don't think i think aew is still better than wwe for sure because you can get a brian danielson or wrestle kingdom a john moxley on wrestle kingdom well can you because tony khan said let me put him in a g1 style tournament <laughs> right before. i agree i agree brian danielson who knows if he's gonna make it to the okada match they must that's why i think they um stalled claudio versus okada like it seemed like they might do mm-hmm. i think they're just saving that for that i like i think claudio will be making the trip over <laughs> just in case like hey uh we need you just to, we might need you to fill in face okada thanks which like work. it's great but yeah you know. that would work as a good match no um, is it is it wrestle kingdom though no of course not um dominion yeah, sure yeah you can get like some big stars for your company but you have to submit a lot and 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 the problem is is that like um it's just it's just the reality of what's happening with aew by working with aew it, it's you get the partnership but what do you get out of it brian danielson john moxley on your shows people people holding titles you are the noah to aew's new japan you know you are the people that you are the promotion that is underneath aew um so you kind of have to you kind of have to work underneath that so to a certain extent so it sucks for new japan but it's the reality i do hope that uh they can figure some things out the the 2024 is going to be a very interesting year i agree for them because obviously they're going to go with naito to kind of right the ship um think i think that's very clear um and then it's like from there you're gonna have to you you, you'll be able to do a lot of moving parts because naito is going to get people in the building obviously he's the most popular wrestler in japan um so i i don't know i'm not gonna say i'm optimistic but i sure am curious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna be an interesting one uh survivor series we're going way over two hours, but let's just uh, let's just uh, finish up Survivor Series real quick. Same week, I'm noticing this is this Saturday. Uh, Chicago Thanksgiving is uh, AEW this Wednesday as well. So Wednesday in Chicago is Dynamite, and then Saturday is Survivor Series War Games. So that's an interesting. You, one. You, you want to hear? I I had a memory that I I was there last year, last that's Saturday after Thanksgiving. I was at Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Mm-hmm. Boy, did I hate that. <laughs> well, let's see if you enjoy this one. So we have the War Games eight-man tag team match, which is, of course, sponsored by Ruffles. Uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi uh, versus Asuka, Bailey, Eosky, and Kyrie Sane. Uh, the sponsorship by Ruffles is 
if you can now vote on who, which team do you think will get the War Games advantage? It's crazy. Thoughts on should we just do our overall thoughts on the show or match by match? Because you know, uh, match by match will be quick. Um, you got a lot of top stars in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm interested to see the Becky, the, Bianca, the Joshi trio, Charlotte, Shotzi. Yeah, you think I care about? <laughs> Let's see. Um, I, I'm interested to see how EO, Kyrie, and Asuka work together. Um, now that this will be their first match as a trio. Yeah. Well, it, with Bailey, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, ultimately, we know Bailey's fate. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I would like them to win, but I have like, I think they win and the baby faces win the other match, truthfully. I think that's how it should go. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I would. I think I would damage, have... Well, I think damage control is winning because shots is on the other team. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, I just always get afraid when I see the other three because it's like they never lose. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. So it's like ah. Um, but I I like that Kyrie's in a big spot right out of the gate. I like that Eo and Asuka are like I just like them all together. I know people are like oh put all the Joshis together, but it's like. What did you want them like? I I have no problem with it because it's different. Yeah, you know it's like it's not Kabuki Warriors. It's like an actual faction where EO is now actually being pushed to the top star of the group. Mm-hmm. Took forever, but we're finally getting there. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. Um, and I'm interested to see. Uh, do we get a moonsault off the top, or do we get a Kyrie elbow? Because a Kyrie elbow would be incredible. <laughs> An MJF esque elbow off the top. Yeah, it's uh, ten times better. Uh, God, the table spot. I wouldn't even talk about the table spot getting blown. That was completely. perfect. That was a perfect fit for that match. I burst out laughing when it happened. Uh, Carlito versus Santos Escobar, sort of a fight over Rey Mysterio's honor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Santos Escobar got his music back and uh, cut a fine promo. I like Santos Escobar and. Uh, Carlito. This is a match between a 44-year-old and a 39-year-old. Uh, WWE Intercontinental title match, Gunther versus The Miz. Will this be another this Gunther crime, banger? Man. This is such a crime, man. They find Gunther on TV and they're like, here's The Miz. Um, if, Gun- if Gunther gets... A very a, a very good match. I'm, I'm not gonna say great. I'm not I'm not crazy. If he can get a very good match out of the Miz, do we just we're, call him wrestler of the year? We're talking what is very good. <laughs> Three and a half? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we just call it, like like I think I'm just gonna I think I'm gonna tweet out forget Osprey. Gunther got a good match out of the Miz in 2023. I think it's time we acknowledge him as the wrestler of the year. I think that's fair. I think that's I think fair. it's fair. All right. Because mm-hmm. I don't expect it. I think he's going to do his best, but I don't expect it. WB women's world title match. Rhea Ripley defends against Zoe Stark. This could be a good Rhea Ripley match for once. Wasn't Zoe, Zoe Stark, Stark okay? Wasn't Zoe Stark the one that took the pinfall at the she crown jewel? Sure was, probably. Maybe. I you, know, you think I remember? I think you're right, but I have no idea. I think I'm right, too. Um, and now she's somehow getting a title defense. All right, men's uh, war games, baby. Here we go. <laughs> men's war games, baby. And tag team match not sponsored by Ruffles. 
Sorry, guys. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins versus the Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and new member JD McDonough. They're gonna add Drew to this um, this week and make he, it a ten man. Yeah, he attacked uh, Uso and made them lose. So they're gonna add Drew to the Judgment Day side, and then either Kevin Owens or Randy Orton. Are the rumored mm. people or CM Punk? No, uh, either Kevin Owens or Randy Orton. I am more interested in Randy Orton, obviously, because yeah. he hasn't wrestled in over a year. Plus, and, he has some history of Drew McIntyre and Cody and Cody. A lot of history with Cody, which I would like. I w- I wouldn't mind if that was the feud that got Cody to WrestleMania finally, because you know they haven't mm-hmm. given him one. And um, Seth Rollins to a certain extent, and we can't yeah. forget about Randy Orton's history with Dominic Mysterio and main event Jey Uso's in the match. <laughs> JD McDonough. Um, this should be. Uh, I don't. I don't really know if I could say it's good because, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. The men's side of this match is essentially what has carried WWE this year, outside of Gunther. Yeah, outside of the right. outside of the bloodline. So like Cody in a war games match, I think he's gonna be like so excited and in his element that he's gonna do something stupid. And that's gonna entertain me. Uh-huh. Uh he's gonna he's gonna do the moonsault. He's 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 one thousand percent, which means EO probably has been told she can't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is fine. Uh so like I think. I think they can elevate this to being better than it has any right of being. Mm-hmm. Because you look at that Judgment Day side and you're like, all right, that's uh that's 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 definitely a side. Um if yeah. this match can be if this match can be better than Blood and Guts, then losing Cody Rhodes is the worst thing that's happened to AEW. <laughs> We're just gonna say that. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect, folks. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think it's gonna come down to if they if they're adding Drew McIntyre into this, then yeah, I think it's gonna come it gets down. a lot better on the it gets a lot better. And then I think if, if it's a Randy Orton return, if by the less than five percent chance that it's CM Punk return, then the faces are winning. If CM um, Punk returns, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll have a, a fascinating story next week. Um I don't think he's coming back, so no, I think it's Randy Orton, and I think if it is, if we are doing that, then yeah, the faces are winning. Otherwise, ah, who cares? Uh, yeah, I think maybe faces win because you're not stopping the the uh, momentum of any of those guys right there. No, you need, and also it's like you need Cody Rhodes to get the win because I don't know. Do they have they, a December? They don't have a show to Royal Rumble. Okay, yeah. So we don't have a show to the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes has to focus on the Royal Rumble. Maybe win it again. Who knows? But I really try to get that shot against uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Hot take. I really appreciate them just not doing a December pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe too. Because AEW said we're going to do two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Ring of Honor, by the way, selling great. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's really bad. They've only sold. They haven't sold a thousand tickets yet. <laughs> And it's not on pay per view. Not even on pay per view. It's on Honor Club, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. man. Oh man. Are you looking up the tickets right now? 
No, Alex compared uh, New Japan to progress in WWE. <sighs> oh, uh, New they, Japan they, AEW is what progress was. WWE is what is what. Uh, gonna, I'm gonna compared. I'm gonna ruminate on that one for a little bit. Which uh, I I, I wait one second. Let me get the tickets for this. Okay, maybe maybe just start wrapping up the show. Yes, thank you everybody Our- for listening to this week's episode of ring post radio we very much appreciate you all um uh, i I apologize for not being here but you know last week but i think scotty sp3 trent again did a fantastic job so thank you those guys um i'm back i'm married uh i have a ring on my finger and we're uh full steam ahead with ring post radio um we're it's almost december so uh, at some point we gotta start putting together the year end awards um i guess we're asking you guys for all those those thoughts but uh um the year ain't over buddy year ain't over there's Ke- there's kento miyahara versus uh uh uh, uh, uh the Nakajima. last day of the you. year the last day of the year so uh we'll see how that goes for us can't, can't wrap up the match of the year convo till that happens i agree i agree well um until then stick with us for ring post radio subscribe wherever you get the podcast oh um, i have my update by the way oh perfect here's the update uh, this fi- is the final battle final battle has sold 877 tickets which is actually more than hard to kill which has sold 504 but hard to kill is impact and what what's the arena setups for both of those shows uh 1180 for hard to kill so they so they sold half. Yeah, without with Moose versus Alex Shelley is your and Jordan Moose. Grace versus Trinity. Ring of Honors is three thousand seven hundred twenty-two. So they've sold uh what did you say, eight hundred, you said? Uh yeah. Eight hundred divided by three thousand uh is twenty-seven <laughs> percent. Oof. Well, there's nothing <laughs> on it. You know, when Ronda Rousey's on it. Valve really put the butts in seats. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna watch who's gonna watch the shows to see the cards, but uh, I guess that's fair. Um, there's people out there, not there's, me. There's people out there trying to watch Ring of Honor, and then it gets delayed by 62 minutes for that upload. Yeah, uh, subscribe to Ring Post Radio wherever you get the show on all of your podcasting apps, or of course wherever you get the live streams. Of course, we do the live stream as as much as we can every Sunday. Sometimes we have to dilute it, but every Sunday we got the live stream on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we're here for Thanksgiving, baby. We're here. Well, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, of course. Well, whatever. Same. Uh, we get it. We're here for the holiday weekend. You can follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. You can follow me at Ryan Knightsey on Twitter. Follow the whole network at Cannot Pod. What's up, Scotty? You get your hands up. Do my match of the week. You trying to ruin? You, I'm doing the plugs. I'm doing. You get, you get, a, you get married. Ruin my ruin my usuals here. I'm getting the plugs. Um, uh, no, fine, do your things because now one I'm kidney stone later, and he's a different man. God. Uh, Will Osprey versus Josh Alexander. All right, <laughs> really? <laughs> after all that, after all that, yeah, that was a great match. That was a great match. I hadn't really thought about what my match of the week was. Uh, no, no, no. I'll do this. Okay, yeah, my match of the week. I will say. Oh, do you have any other plugs, Scotty? Before I say my match of the week. Um, I'll have an interview up on Fightful this week, so follow me at Scotty Wrestling to see what it is. Um, my match of the week is the street fight, the dynamite street fight, Kota Bushi, Jericho, Omega, Paul White, Brian Cage, Takeshita, Fletcher, Powerhouse Hobbs. Really good match. I thought it was no really more good. BS, baby. 
No more, no more. Do you say you hear on the pay-per-view that he is, what was it like indefinitely, definitely injured or something like that? Like he's on the shelf forever. Oh, what a good run. What a good run for no more BS. He's put over powerhouse Hobbs officially. At least someone I'm, did. I'm, I, at least someone <laughs> did. Now we can just follow up immediately. Oh, what's that? Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Oh, we're not following up on powerhouse Hobbs. Um, <laughs> Hobbs, Hobbs should probably be in. You just reminded me. I have another gripe. Oh, okay. Don Callis was the only part of the Don Callis family on the pay-per-view. All right. My continued I, gripe with that story. I imagine, to, I think Takeshita and Hobbs should be in the Continental Classic. Um, that would be good. I think that would be good for both of them. Um, I thought you were going to say World Tag League for some reason. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be upset about that. that uh, it's not going to happen, but I wouldn't be upset. No, about it's it. a little late. A little late. Um, yeah, subscribe, follow us. Follow the whole network at Count of Pod. We got a bunch of great shows. Stardom Road, Your Dose of Death, and Okada Shorts. And leave us a line, 2525 Ring PR for our voicemail stuff. I think that's it, Scotty. So we'll be back next Sunday for all new episode talking about stuff. Survivor <laughs> Series. Uh, <laughs> talking about stuff. Survivor Series. I guess the Continental Classic would have started. Yeah. Uh, I got to update my schedule to see what's up. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff. We'll see what it is. We'll talk to you all next week on Ring Post Radio. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Count Out provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Count Out Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout.